0: self-serving, persuasive talkers of
1: everything and nothing.
0: We, we are, are a Conversation, conversation con, artists. con Artists. What's going on, people? It's your boy, Mr. On Point. And I am Calamity Red. And we are Conversation Con Artists, back for another wonderful, fantastic episode. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Mr. M-I-S-T-E-R underscore On Point and on TikTok at Eddie B. Talkin'.
1: And I can be found on Instagram at red underscore calamity. Also, we're still doing the listener letter portion of the show. So if you have a question, comment, read a letter that you would like for us to respond to on the show. You can send it to our Gmail account, which is conversationconartist at gmail.com. Or you can send it to the aforementioned social media.
0: And we have a couple of letters today. One of them coming from Nikki, who we haven't heard from in a while. I appreciate you for jumping back in the fray. We also got something from Colin. Okay. We're going to start with Nikki. Hey, y'all. Nikki here. So glad to see that y'all are back. I'm playing catch up and listening to all of the new episodes. One, I moved in with and got engaged to my boyfriend, now fiance, earlier this year. I've never lived with someone in my adult life. Things are going well, but there is a learning curve. What advice do you have for successfully balancing living with someone for the first time, specifically as an introvert? Number two. I've been working in the same field for around six years. I like it, but I wonder if I should be doing something else. Have you all felt this way? How do you know if what you're doing is what you're supposed to be doing? Number three, I'm currently in the process of wedding planning. It's an expensive and ghetto. I feel like I wanna cancel everything and elope every other week. We are having no wedding party and kids. We've received some pushback on the kids, but we are firm. I'm walking down the aisle alone because I'm estranged from my father. My mother is deceased and so I'll not have any parents there. I'm having difficulty with the fact that my mom is not here for all of this. Any advice on how to manage not having certain key people during major life milestones? I feel cheated. Thanks, Nikki. Oh. Well,
1: What's sad?
0: I guess it starts at
1: the top. Go down. Um I've never lived with anyone. <clears throat> um so and I I would imagine that whenever if that ever occurs that it, I will have the same problem. I would say be open and communicate. Like, on point, could tell you, like, I, <laughs> my, me having my space just means being left alone, right? Like, he stayed with me and I just got my switch and I would go off on my own with my switch and I just didn't want to be bothered. And that was enough for me as long as I wasn't bothered, <laughs> right? So, a main thing just like with anything else in a, a relationship is communicating so that the person doesn't feel like you're angry at them or upset at them or does, you know n- not liking them as much anymore anything like that but just say you know i'm somebody that needs my space has nothing to do with you um and just keep that that communication open um obviously i mean if y'all have been together long enough for you to be getting married then i'm sure he knows you're an introvert <laughs> And so it shouldn't be like too much of a surprise, but like this is a new part of your relationship as far as like living, because it's different going to visit somebody. Even if you go in to visit them almost every day, you don't live there. So y'all, you know, sitting down, having a conversation and just making sure that everybody understands what everybody needs. Like if he isn't introverted, how much attention... Um, like together time does he need, and where can y'all meet in the middle so that you still have your space um and not feel overwhelmed? That's what I would say, but just be on you know anybody that comes to my house know like at a point, I'm gonna probably get social overload, and I'm gonna be off to myself, not as a man, I just don't you know, I like my space, <laughs> and I like being on my own in my in my house, that's part of the reason why I have lived alone for so long and i've gotten used to it so uh everybody in my life knows that at that point you know my cousin has come to stay with me and i'll get tired of her ass and and i'll just go off again <laughs> to a space where i could just exist and not be bothered and that's enough for me so you got to figure out what it is that you need so you can communicate it to him that's another thing you need to know like In this new situation, considering that y'all live together, realistically, what is it that you need that's still going to include him but give you the space that you need as an introvert? Then you communicate it with him and y'all compromise on places that need to be compromised. That would be my
0: my advice. My advice is don't let little shit go under the premise that it's little. Address Mm -hmm. all that shit today. Okay. If you like your juice on the left side of the fridge and he put it on the right side of the fridge, ask him if it's a big deal if it's on the right side of the fridge. Otherwise, let's put it on the left. Okay. This is a training session. Okay. He training you, you training him. Little stuff make a difference. Right. When it comes to cleaning, like if if you notice a little droplet of pee on the seat, don't wipe it up and let that shit go address that with him communicate hey you know little little pee pee dribbles on the seat you know what i'm saying let's let's take care of that don't let little shit go because it's little i don't know what that means listen sometimes you just can't help the pee sometimes you're gonna wake up in the morning you're gonna pee in that toilet in that porcelain and all that pee just gonna splash back because it's a strong stream it happens it happens okay it could be a Man, little I'm thing as long as i don't see it so exactly <laughs> i mean you, you know what i'm saying like i know when my pee splash i don't like pee around my seat so i clean it up um but it happens to men, you know some people might have better pee stream control but sometimes you wake up and it just it's just got to go out there but don't let the little things go um at some point the little things building up are going to be those little minute things that end up causing an argument and going to end up having something that somebody been doing for for months. Wait, wait, why you ain't never said nothing about the Jews being on the right side? If you got a problem, you've been had a problem with it the whole time? You know, just be your authentic self. Come to you with your, with your little, come to them with your little quirks and, and communicate openly about what it is that you need. That that's my advice, my input, because that that used to be me, <laughs> you know. He said, "Oh, ain't no big deal that this happened. Bloop. Ain't no big deal that that happened." Bloop. I'm more intentional these days about things that make me feel like the system is equitable. And you'd be surprised what things people don't know is going on that once you bring it to their attention, you'd be like, "Dang, I didn't even know I was doing that," or things that people utterly don't care about. That if you care about it, they'd be like, "Oh yeah, absolutely, I could put it on the right, uh, on the left side. It's no big deal." And then it, you know, it it helps that move along. So that'll be my advice for living with somebody: communicate, communicate, communicate. Is always my advice, but especially, uh, don't let little things go just for the sake of them being little things. Next, uh, I'm changing up. Have we felt how we felt about working in the field? I mean, I'm there now.
1: I'm uh uh goodness. I probably did mention this on the show that I'm looking at PhD programs because I want to move in the direction of more of a teaching role than a counseling role. Still, uh, obviously, regarding counseling, but not sitting in sessions. Um, and the only and not nobody's children. Okay, don't wanna don't don't wanna t- be a school counselor. Um, so, in order for me to do what I want to do, which is become a professor and teach on a collegiate level um, to be a staff member that requires a PhD. So I'm looking at um, PhD programs and trying to figure out like what would be the best way for me to do this shit. Um, because I got to a point where, and I don't know, I feel like, I think there are some people that stay in the exact same field the entire time they're adults until they they retire. Uh, but I feel like more people probably do at some point feel like, I mean, look at how long we fucking live, (laughs) like like how long you are in the, the, uh, like working. You know, I feel like it's natural to at a point maybe be like, okay, enough of this. And I don't think it's that, you know, people are always like, I feel like I haven't found my purpose. I don't know that it's, I think that our purpose shifts, you know, um, because I still feel like I still would be within the field of counseling because I still enjoy the field itself. Um, doing sessions is just getting to be like I feel myself getting to a place where I'm just kinda like enough of this um, and so you know and and having a career means that you gotta do a little prep work <laughs> when you're gonna change it up so uh right now, my prep work includes doing what I said I was never gonna do, which is go back to school um and trust me, I didn't look to see if there was a way around this. I could be a um an adjunct, but I want to be a faculty faculty member with benefits. And I want tenure so they can't fuck with me once I get established. <laughs> you can't get all of that as an adjunct. So um, so yeah, I mean, I think that, you know, the way that you know is when you start questioning it. If you started if you started questioning it and feeling like you're not completely fulfilled in, the, in whatever it is that you're doing now then it may be time to shift focus like i think that's how you know um and like i said i think there are people that can stay in the same thing their entire career and never move and be happy with that but i don't think that that's how everybody's path goes and so yours may be it, you know it may be time you're making a lot of changes in your life and sometimes when other stuff starts changing it make you want to change other things too you know you've moved into a new spot you're experiencing living with someone you're uh, planning a wedding and about to get married and all of this stuff and so sometimes that encourages changes in other places as well so i think if you're thinking about it then it's something that um your subconscious is probably telling you maybe it's time to share and it don't have to be something completely different or it can be something completely different you kind of have to um explore that with yourself Do you, like, is there, are there aspects of what you're currently doing that you enjoy? And can you bring those things into something else? You know, that's a good way to start. Like I said, I still enjoy counseling. I just don't want to do sessions. And, like, being able to influence the next group of counselors that will be seeing clients, that sounds fulfilling to me. And it's still within this realm, you know? It still takes the pieces that I enjoy about it, but lets me do it in a different way. So. That,
0: that's my spiel on there. Uh, same. Same. I love therapy for my clients and for people who are seeking therapy. But the social perception of a therapist is fucking abysmal. Like the group of people out here in the world who don't fool with counseling and wouldn't go with two counseling. I don't know what the fuck they be looking at us as some kind of wizard, or mage that's gonna <laughs> cast a spell on their ass when we meet them. Hey, how are you doing? Uh, yeah, what do you do for a living? Oh, I'm a therapist. Oh, are uh, you analyzing me? Are you I, analyzing me? <laughs> I, I, have a panic I Hate
1: it. I hate when people do that. Like, but but I'm not at work. You think I want to just go around doing this all fucking day? Like, come down.
0: Yeah, like. Well, I'd be on the other side. I'd be like, yes, I'm analyzing you. You analyzing me too. That's what we do as people. You're looking at me to determine if I'm trustworthy, if I'm a decent person. You're doing all of that shit. Like, are you telling me I shouldn't be able to do it? But either way, that's not what, you know, the version of analyzing again is like, I'm doing something to you. Like, I'm harming you. Like, oh, your existence is intrusive to mine. Like, so, and even on TikTok, like, cause you know, I'm in a lot of lives. I'm talking to people. I don't bring up I'm a therapist because when I bring up I'm a therapist, people already get this perception that I know think I know what I'm talking about, think I know better than them. <laughs> and that is, in itself is not enough to make me say I can't do this work or don't want to do this work. But it, it's until our society gets to the point where they value this as much as I do, then I'll do something else. I'm gonna keep my license forever. (laughs) When the government (laughs) starts saying, we're gonna pay y'all for this, then I'll go back into it full time. But also my hobbies are things that I'm really, really hoping can turn into businesses that are lucrative. Uh, My candle making, uh, Mm -hmm. I like for that to be one of those things. And my hat making, which I haven't made a hat yet. (laughs) (laughs) But I have- I have all my tools. Well, uh, a couple of them are on the way. Uh, I need a sewing machine, <laughs> but I'm definitely about to get into making these hats because it's just something that looks really cool and it's functional and it has some futility. Um, Shogun, if you're listening, <laughs> he's gonna be he's gonna be my 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 hat model. I'm he would be a very good hat model. Yeah, cause he be he be on them he be on them wide brim fedoras. Yeah,
1: it
0: does and it looks good. Some people can't do that.
1: <laughs> like some people can't rock he
0: it. He probably wouldn't say this about himself, but he is pretty picturesque. Like no, in his pictures. Say, like, say what? He would not say that about himself. <laughs> he wouldn't, but he, he is. He take good he, pictures. He does. Yeah. Oh, but if I can get out of counseling full time and make the same or more money, I would, I would. And also like with me personally, I'm just not good at setting boundaries for, for being a therapist. I'm just not good at it. I, when I go out of town, on my mind is still my clients. I I give my clients access to text and communicate with me if they, if they have an emergency or need me, I don't fully cut myself off because For me, it's like nothing that I'm ever doing that is that serious that my clients that need some support can't access me. And none of my clients have taken advantage of that. Uh None of my clients have used it without needing it. But for me, it's like the fact that I still try to keep myself so accessible is is genuinely boundary issues with me as it pertains to therapy. Even also another piece, asking for pay, money pieces. That's hard for me. That, that I, do hate
1: that, I hate I, that part and like how insurance is like working for a private practice has really you know because that was an it was a thing it was like you know when I was trying to decide what it was that I wanted to do you know starting my own private practice could be a thing but like dealing with insurance companies that like all of a sudden decide they're no longer going to pay for mental health services and then these people had these large bills that i'm supposed to ask them to pay knowing their situations because i'm their therapist like i just that ain't never set right with me that's another reason why another part of why i think it's time for me to switch over because i find myself really irritated and i get it's a business i get that the money is why i'm able to have the salary that i have and the, and the building and all i get all that has to be paid for but it's like We know these people's situation. You know, the only reason that they were coming is because they thought insurance was going to cover it. And it's not their fault that we didn't find out that insurance stopped covering it until four sessions in and said, now you want to ask them for hundreds of dollars when people don't have that to get. If they had it, they would have just been paying it in the first fucking place anyway. So that's another piece that I don't like that shit. I hate that. I hate that part of it. And that's another thing I'm trying to like, I won't have to deal with that part anymore either.
0: And there are a bunch of therapists that see the human connection and experience as a business and can compartmentalize much, much better in that regard. Yeah. Me, my heart is too bleeding red to sit here and 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 give somebody this idealistic hope that I'm gonna help you get out of this thing. And after two sessions, the insurance ain't reimbursing for, for services for some whatever reason and now I'm supposed to take that away from them? Some people can and will immediately, but I'm going to give you three more sessions at least while we try to figure out how we can get you services from somewhere else, which ain't even always easy to do. As a therapist, Um, I can't even find you counseling. So somebody out there who is skeptical about counseling, suffering through their pains, trying to do the work to find something that is hard to find out here, that society frowns upon still, like, this is it feels like it ain't made for me on that side of it. Like the work, connecting with people, connecting with kids, parents, all of that stuff is for me. But that other part is really, really hard. It's really, really hard. And if I can get out of it, I will. If I can have a product-based business, I would. If I could literally have a store with a thousand candles in it and online shipping with my store, with my candles, I would love to do that. I would love to do that. And maybe maybe my candle business will move it up to there. Maybe it won't, but hopefully it will. Yeah. That's my input. Uh, federal, uh, Any no, advice for how to manage not having certain key people during major life milestones? It sucks.
1: Um, One of the things that I always suggest to my client is what is a way that she can be there, right? And for people, that's different things. Um if there's something that you have of hers, if there is uh, just whatever whatever piece of her that you can bring with you into the ceremony, whether that be included on her favorite color, so you're completely surrounded by that during the ceremony, or uh, something that you have of hers that you can include. like it, whatever way that you can include her in the ceremony symbolically, it's still gonna suck. Okay, you you know you want your mom here, and that's a that's a big hole to have just in life in general. Let alone when you have like milestone events that occur. But if there are ways in which you can include her um, in the event, um, this is a really dramatic. Uh, what am I trying to say? This is a dramatic example of what I'm saying, but. Um, I once saw this video of a couple that were getting married and they had been together forever and they had lost a son and that their son had, uh, was an organ donor and he had donated, um, I think it was his heart to a, a kid that needed it. And so her family found the person that the heart was donated to and he came to their wedding. And it was really sweet. They had like um, stethoscopes so that they could hear the beating heart because, you know, was their there's a whole lot. So that's an extreme version. But just ways that you can bring those people into those things, it's helpful. And regardless of anybody else understanding why, like I said, other people may not know what her favorite color was or they may not know that this particular thing that's a large part of the ceremony used to belong to your mom. Whatever way that you can bring her in and have her there symbolically for you, it'll be helpful. It's still going to suck. And I hate that. And I, you know, I'm sorry for you for that. Um, But that's one of the things that I usually suggest is like, how can you have her there symbolically? And again, that's that's different things for different people. Um, But that would be what what I would say.
0: So when I have this conversation with clients, one thing that I, I have to assess initially is where are you in having grieved your mother? Are you at a point right now where you get sad when you think about her? Are you at a point where you don't get sad and you can talk about her to people even though you do miss her? Are you at a point where you can laugh about your mom with people who have fond memories of her? Like those things make a difference. And that's the difference between doing something passive, I think, like maybe having a color versus adding a piece of the ceremony as a tribute to your mom, you know, and anybody that he might've lost. Like I want everybody to understand the importance of this woman in my life uh, I wouldn't be who I am without her. And hence, um, the parts of me that my husband is, is my fiance, soon to be husband is accepting, has to be recognized for me in this ceremony. And I just, and whatever that can mean, it can mean something simple before the wedding, something simple um, in your vows. If you want to write vows and have words of for that, if you want it to be something after the ceremony before the reception it can be something so that you're paying homage to your mom if you see her is looking down over you you can see something coming down her looking down on this this moment um and is letting everybody else know how important this person was to you and, and again like red said yeah it, it's not going to be easy either way but i think that what we want to do is pay homage to the people that came before us and show the rest of the world how important they are to us and be in a position where we can continue to tell their story and not be sad enough and caught up so deeply in the sadness of the loss that we don't tell the stories to the people around us and to our new loves and to our children and all of the people we're going to meet because we can't fathom talking about it through the sadness. So. If you're still at the sad place um, and haven't worked through grief, I do encourage you and anybody else who's lost anybody to move through that grief through counseling to get to a place where you can actually um, be in a better place to think about that person. So I agree with red, just gave a little bit extra uh, vantage point on my side of it. And, uh, and again, I don't know when your mom, passed away but i I'm sorry for that loss for you and that what you struggle with is important moments that show up in thinking about her not being there oh, I'm sorry that that's your experience currently
1: and i hope hope we were helpful as I mean the thing about it is <laughs> you know, these are, these are things in life that just really blow, <laughs> you know, you try to make them do what you can to make it as good as possible. But, um, so hopefully some of this will be able to be helpful to you. Um, and definitely, you know, if you're not in therapy, if you've never been in therapy, fine. find a good therapist. I tell people do not go to therapy, have a bad experience and think that therapy just sucks. That person was just not for you. I'm not even gonna say that person sucks. One of the things that I, I tell people about therapy and about therapists that you have to understand is that we all essentially get the same training for the most part. You know, We all get the same degree, got to do the same level of internship, got to do the same level of working under a supervisor to even get fully licensed. The thing that the changes between us is the personality that we bring to it in our own life experiences because it makes a difference in how we present. What we've been trained to do, and so if you have a bad experience, it may be that that person and you did not have a good vibe as far as like matching up personalities. So you have to find. I mean, and I shy away from saying like people are bad therapists, especially when I'm not, (laughs) I've not met them or had any contact with them. But like, we bring our personality to it, right? Like how I am when I'm doing therapy is like a lower version of, of red. Like, it's a more empathetic version, but, like, my boundary, putting boundaries in place is strong as fuck because that's my personality. And so that's the difference. So when, when you're looking for a therapist or, like, if you have an experience that wasn't good, it doesn't mean that therapy's bad or it doesn't mean that therapy's not helpful. It means that that was not the therapist for you. Find one that matches what you
0: need um, because that's the and, difference. And And be aware of what you need. Yeah. Because again, if if Red and I both got the same training, and Red has worked with a hundred people who have grieved a loss, and I've worked with two people who have grieved a loss, she's going to be much more efficient at how to manage that experience for you. So yeah. knowing what you're going to counseling for will help ensure that you're picking somebody that has a skill set that you can uh get more help more efficiently with your your issue you know we have
1: specialties like doctors do like you the way that you would go to a heart doctor for for your heart condition and not just to your general doctor for when you get the sniffles we have specialties or things that interest that we obtain even more training in because it's something that interests us and that we um see a lot more of because we have an interest in it Um, and so finding out what the specialty of your therapist is and making sure it aligns with what you're looking for Um, because again the same way that you wouldn't go to your general practitioner for a heart condition you need to make sure that the therapist you have is well trained in whatever topic it is that you're going for because it may i mean there is a difference in levels as, as far as like how trained in a specific thing we might be in so hopefully that's helpful
0: hopefully thanks Nikki, for the letter,
1: look at us being actual professionals. We usually sound like dickheads on the
0: show. <laughs> Yeah, you're right. You're right.
1: See, we you are know. professionals. See, we do do this off the air for real. We
0: are finna take an immediate turn. Yeah,
1: <laughs> because of are calling.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So, anybody who's listening, if you're emotional, just pause the show for about 15 minutes <laughs> because. <laughs> The Dramatic. title of Colin's email is L O L exclamation point. The name of the, the name of the listener letter is today I fucked up by giving shower head. Fuck's sake. Colin. So, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I'm good with this, but just like relative to the moment that we're having, <laughs> eh, you know, a little, uh, a little uh, cringe. Yeah, it does sound cringy, but whatever. Let's 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 do it. All right. I, a 31-year-old female, was having a shower and my husband, a 34-year-old male, decided to join. Although it's normal for us to shower together, we have to we have to share a standing shower with minimal space so it can get pretty cramped. Things started getting a little steamy and not just because of the hot water. I decided to kneel down and give him head. I'll spare the details because I'm not an erotic writer. Sorry. We finished <laughs> and he reached around me for a hug with a smile on his face and then he whispered, I'm going to pass out in my ear. In the seconds before the next series of events, my first thought was that he was joking. And his head hit my shoulder and I was left with a 6'3 man full weight in my arms. The shower <laughs> is wet, everything is slippery, and the next thing I know is the weight of both of our bodies crashing into the shower door, which opened and outspilled my naked body. I look over, my hand is still supporting my husband's head, whose body is slumped inside the too tiny shower. His eyes flutter open, realizing that he is on the floor of the shower and his wife is laying halfway outside of it. We both immediately get to each other repeatedly and ask, are you okay? I'm okay. Are you okay? (laughs) Thankfully, neither of us were really hurt. My husband bit his lip and I have a giant purple bruise across my butt cheek where I landed. He said he remembers having a long dream, even though he was only out for a few seconds. He compares it to when you're about to die and you see your life flash before your eyes. Too long didn't read. I gave my husband a blowjob in the shower. He climaxed, passed out, and we both collapsed in a naked mess, bruising my bum and our egos. <laughs> That's not the direction I thought this was good. I don't know what I expected it That's to be. That's more wholesome than it is <laughs> like problematic. This was a wholesome story. <laughs> <laughs> this was a whole, okay, like husband and wife being intimate, oh, friendly, God. no bad, nothing bad going on. But <laughs> I got some questions. Oh, I wonder what the feeling was when he said, I think I'm finna pass out. Like, how do you know like is this something that commonly happens with him or has this i mean, I've like got faint and realized we, you can't do nothing about
1: it but like i've gotten faint and in the moment of being faint realized that i was
0: faint <laughs> like i was about to like faint i didn't i've passed out before and didn't realize i passed out until i was getting up off the floor yeah i've had if, if it's like a
1: slow it, it kind of happens in slow motion, like you're aware of it, but like, what the fuck are you gonna do? <laughs> really, like, how do you? You can't do nothing about it. You don't even know what the fuck you're fainting. So like, you just have to wa- let it happen.
0: <laughs> I got up out of bed to go pee real fast, and I I was still in like, I wasn't all the way up. I just knew where the bathroom was, and I remember going to the bathroom and whipping my thing out to pee, and I just remember getting up with my thing still out, <laughs> pee everywhere. <laughs> so I was like what the hell like I, I passed out while i was peeing presumably because my body wasn't ready to be awake but i got right up immediately like i didn't stay on the ground it's like i got up went to go pee boom, boom fell down got up and was like damn and my roommate came up and was said everything all right <laughs> i was like yeah i'm good must have been philip yes it was philip
1: the voice that <laughs> <laughs> was the voice yeah uh, you probably do not remember this when we both lived in Montgomery, and we were both staying in Green, what was it?
0: Village Green.
1: Village Green. I was working at Toys R Us, and I fainted. And you and my brother came with me to the emergency room because they transported me to the emergency room. I was at the register at Toys R Us, and I knew I was fainting, but it wasn't I <laughs> And so, in the middle of fucking Toys R Us, while I was the cashier at a register. I just fucking passed out. <laughs> but I remember it. Like, I remember realizing, like, I don't know, out, I'm okay. And just letting it happen. So, like, it's happened to me before. Um, It's weird. But, like, again, it's, it's just kind of one of those things where it's like, it ain't anything you can do about it. So you just go
0: to sleep. Night, night time. <laughs> listen, listen to me. I don't remember none of that shit. Period. <laughs> like, at, all oh. i went to the <laughs> hospital with your brother what this is when william was living with me when i was living in my i do not remember that shit. i don't remember being in no car with your brother did we i wonder if we drove to get road together i don't think y'all both your... together i think you both probably wouldn't started. have no nah. no i think you both just showed up did you call me or would he have called me he wouldn't have you oh, probably me. It was me well, how you how would you have called you passed out it was in the ambulance because they took so
1: okay so i get up there and they took for it i was at the emergency room for probably about eight hours <laughs> like we were just oh, sitting damn. there waiting to be seen because <laughs> like once i came to i was like i was fine but i wanted to know why i fainted in the first place. and we just we were sitting there for like ever um and the only re—well, obviously because I was the one that faded, I remember, but also that started my "Don't call the fucking ambulance for me," um, because it's gonna cost two hundred and fifty dollars if you
0: have it, Oh yeah, because you know, the next time when you had that kidney, kidney stone, stone, I made a whole saying, "Don't call no ambulance."
1: <laughs> they still <laughs> fucking did it. Um, yes, that's where that started from. It was from the yes. incident at Toys R Us and I got that fucking bill and I was like 250.
0: She had to be Never. peeled out of her vehicle, y'all, because of this kidney stone. Yeah. And she yelling, "Don't like cuz you was going to be angry at whoever it was who got you out of the car that wasn't a professional. You were going to be mad at that person forever for harming you." I was more you gonna be, I was more mad that they did not. I, Listen, knowing yeah. you, there was a this is a lose lose situation. Okay, <laughs> if your brother would have peeled you out and put you in more pain, you would have been swinging at his ass and all kinds of shit. <laughs> you know, and then you would have been like, your ass had me hurting trying to get me out that vehicle as if it would have been a way to get you out of that vehicle without you hurting. But then when the professionals come get you out, you mad about the ambulance. This is a lose lose. It's a, a lose lose. I, I just remember. look. I don't remember that shit. I my when I tell you my brain's ability to push shit out of my head that don't make a difference is motherfucking A+. plus. Now, I don't know if it's a good thing or a bad thing, but the <laughs> shit I need to remember, I remember. The shit I don't need to remember, I do not remember at all. I don't remember that shit, period. William remembers it because he, still he was so pissed
1: that we had to sit at the emergency room for so long, he's still talking. Because again, we were there for like eight, nine hours. That's not an
0: exaggeration. Like,
1: they had me sitting there for the fucking
0: I'm trying up. to remember because I just don't feel like I would be in the hospital with your brother there for that long and not having had some conversation with him. And I don't even remember having no conversation with your brother outside of you being there. I mean, I was. they didn't put me in a room. Like, y'all weren't just sitting we out was there. just about, out there with you. Yeah. I don't remember that. <laughs> I'm glad I was a good friend. <laughs> you were on the right side of history in this one. I'm glad I'm 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 glad I'm a good friend that I don't remember being. I'm glad people <laughs> are gonna have memories of me that I'll never never get back to.
1: <laughs> but yeah, fading and realizing that you're fading, it happens. It's a weird feeling and there's nothing you could do. This was, I'm glad they're both okay, but like just imagine it. <laughs> she like probably thought he was gonna whisper some sexy shit in her
0: ear. He's like, I'm about to faint. <laughs> she didn't even believe she's like, what? And, and let me tell you, uh, let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. Uh, if that was me falling on somebody, your ass is grass. I'm sorry. <laughs> your ass is grass. I am 325 pounds of fucking solid meat. You ever seen a <laughs> motherfucker carrying a goddamn... Now, nah, don't get me wrong. I, the solid meat is a little over-exaggeration. I'm a solid meat with with, with a layer of fat around the outside of it. You know, so let, let, let it'll be a little bit more clear. But I weigh a lot. You know, if I fall on top of you, your ass ain't getting up till I get up. <laughs> That's just what it's gonna be. I'm just gonna have to apologize. You know, or she's gonna have to do some uh some John Wick dive out of the shower shit when I get ready to faint. Just let me just let me fall. Don't don't try to catch me, don't try to hold my head. The the car's gonna fall as they will. Don't get me wrong. Being fat, like make me fall hard and heavy. But the layer of protection that fat gives is, is, is a, it is a protection now. So I'll be able to take a fall. It'll be fine. <laughs> the other thing is, how the fuck he know what life flashing before your eyes before you die look like? Like I was like, has he almost died before? Might have. <laughs> we don't have I don't have enough information in this story. I need to know how often he passed out. I need to know if this was the best blowjob in the world. I need to know if this <laughs> man had almost died before. I need to know some things because she gave him that pass out head. Or what if they, what if she had not given him head? Was he going to pass out anyway? Was it a timer set on this nigga passing out regardless? Like think about the amount of.
1: Cause the older you get, like the amount of physical activity in a hot ass, steamy ass fucking shower like people go in saunas and pass out if it's too hot so like the combination of all the things that were going on i could see somebody passing out and like we as women she was in the shower first we had we you know we we had hot showers like it's all the way on (laughs) so the culmination of things i could see it resulting in what it resulted in because showers are fucking hot it's it's like a sauna depending on how hot you are and y'all in there like doing all this physical activity and shit like i can
0: see it i feel like at some point in a in a marriage like if you write down all of the weird odd moments that you have together i feel like that'll be a good ass book in 20 years (laughs) like i feel like when i when if i ever get in a long-term relationship i'm gonna i'm gonna name all these moments like i named this one um passed out with my ass out (laughs) <laughs> just like name moments when y'all had these little weird moments and be like in 20 years you're gonna have like you know 600 little moments and you can just put these holes in a book elaborate on them you know embellish a little bit get rich I to figure out how to get rich off of this dumb shit mine gonna be probably kitchen stories most of them you know burning up food and shit um let's see <laughs> But damn, hey, Colin, I I do and don't want that kind of blowjob. Um, shower stuff is real weird, man. It it's slippery in there. It, it's just like it's not healthy to do. It's not not for a big man. I'm tell you that right now. Uh, especially if you don't have a stand up shower. Look, if you're a big man, I'm gonna tell you right now. If you're a big man, you need to refrain from doing sexy ass shit in one of those showers where you just got the bathtub over the edge. Because if you slip and fall, you your ass is grass. You, your head finna hit the toilet. If you don't hit the toilet, you're going to hit the floor in front of the toilet. And that's a long fall. A standing <laughs> shower is your best bet to be freaky in the shower. I'm just, I'm just hollering at my big mans. Okay? Clearly, this is for everybody. But if you're going to fall and hit something, bad. If you're going to fall and be in a little square box, okay. But doing sexy shit in a slippery little little area is not good. Don't do it. Okay. That's all I got. Thanks, Colin. I let's see. You got some am I the assholes? Am I the
1: assholes that have already been determined to be the asshole, but you know, sometimes we don't agree.
0: This one's mine first. Okay. And you pick one. Okay. Am I the asshole for telling my brother I'm more important than him? Am I the asshole for yelling at my stepdad for snooping in my apartment after he was upset about what he found? Oh. Am I the asshole for telling my wife I shouldn't be poor each month while she has a ton of money? (laughs) I mean, the
1: last one made me roll my eyes. Um, (laughs) So I guess that might be.
0: That might be the one. I might get, get into a rant. Let's see what he said. Let's <laughs> do it. Hey, everyone. Me, a 35-year-old male, and my wife, a 36-year-old female, have been married for three years. I have two children from my first marriage, 17-year-old male and a 13-year-old female, and she has four, a 17-year-old female, 15-year-old male, 12-year-old female, and 8-year-old female. I have 50-50 custody of my kids. She has full custody of her kids, and their dad is way behind on child support, so she provides all their financial support. I want to preface this by saying my wife and I keep our finances separate. My wife makes more than double than I do. She gets $50 an hour and I get $22 an hour. It's always been like that. We agreed when we moved in together we would split the bills equitably based on our incomes. She ended up covering basically all household expenses. Mortgage, utilities, cable, internet, food, etc. I would cover one week's worth of groceries in my car payment, car and motorcycle, insurance, gas, cell phone, vapes, etc. This all changed when I wrecked my car earlier this year. I went shopping with my wife for a new car and really wanted an SUV. My wife made me look at cars, too, because they're a lot cheaper, but I had my mind set. When we sat down to finances, they told me my payments would be about $850 a month versus about $380 a month for the car. I decided on the SUV, and my wife seemed pissed. Anyway, my insurance readjusted after the accident with my car payment and other expenses. I barely have $100 in expendable income each month. My wife has fun money and still throws a lot into savings and projects around the house. I was speaking about being frustrated about this with my sister, and she mentioned that it's a sign of financial abuse is limiting access to household money. I approached my wife and said I wanted to combine our accounts, that I shouldn't have to live like a pauper while she has money to throw around, and she told me that it was my own decisions that led me to not having a lot of disposable income, and that if we wanted to discuss a budget for fun money for each of us, we could. I got really upset and told her it isn't loving or right for her to have so much left while I barely have two pennies to rub together. Things got heated, and I'm staying at my sister's for the weekend. I don't mind wanting things to be even. It's so wrong. I don't think wanting things to be even is so wrong, but my wife is kind of right that if I got a cheaper car, I would have more money. So am I the asshole? Yeah. Too long didn't read. My wife makes more, more than me, and I barely have any money left over each month while she has a ton. See, first of all, your too long didn't read is fuck shit
1: because you had left out a very important part. That too long didn't read make it just seem like she just got you paying all these bills, and she just not helping at all. You made it. and first of all. You made a decision. If I had if I had your wife's salary and not your salary, I still would not get no fucking car that's 800 and some dollars a goddamn month. Are you crazy? You decided to, that you were going to do that even though there were other options cuz that's what you wanted. Okay, pay for it. How you mad at her and your sister can suck a dick talking about this some financial abuse. She that's why you with her. That's why why right now you shacked up at her house because you were stupid there is no way on god's great earth that you gonna sit up here and try to blame your wife for your bad financial decision you just said she paid most of the shit in the house <laughs> she put money in savings she take away she take care of projects around the house and now you want her to also help you pay for this expensive ass car that you decided to get Fuck you sir like yes you're an asshole. you sound crazy <laughs> How are you the victim? In the, you, you're the victim of your own choices, sure. A victim of your wife, though? Fuck you. Get
0: the fuck out of here. Communication, communication, communication. Listen, if you can't look at keeping your finances separate as a couple and not perceive situations like this showing up where somebody might not be making money and it might not be equitable, then you ain't doing your job as a couple you know what I'm saying like I wonder why you agreed to having those finances separate was it something that she said like we're gonna keep our finances separate or was it something that you said because she got four kids that she fully responsible for because she provide all the financial support for the kids is that calculated into everything she paid including the mortgage and the utilities and the cable and internet and the food is that calculated into that you know what I'm saying at the end of the day, yes, it was your fucked up decision that put you in this situation where you financially uh, compromised. And the answer to it ain't give me some more money because <laughs> that's all it is. Give me some more money because I wanted to be like, I need you to pay for my car. That's essentially what you're saying. Yeah, I need you to pay for my car. And, you know, again, a $850 uh, car note on an SUV no. that either super luxury or y'all credit is fucked up like anytime somebody somebody say vape i I assume they credit fucked up (laughs) (laughs) i feel like it's a certain type of people that vape (laughs) you know what i'm saying like if if you stand ten toes down and fucking your lungs up like smoke some cigarettes smoke some weed don't be goddamn vaping and so between people who stand 10 toes down and take that nicotine and that weed smoke straight to the lungs and people who don't smoke at all, vape people are a very specific type of people. So when that shit said vape, I was like, this motherfucker got a monster sticker on his car. That's how I feel. I feel like he drank monster energy drinks all day long, squashed them cans. I feel like he probably still smoked cigarettes. And because it's so many kids, they probably got a gallon water jug that they put the cigarette butts in so the kids don't pick up the butts and smoke them. And they very well may live in like a, a double wide. It's a nice double wide now. When you're on the inside, it don't even look like it was some shit that they brought in here on the truck. You know what I'm saying? But nonetheless, that's that's how I feel. <laughs> so choosing an $850 a month vehicle versus a $300 one, And another piece is, you was only gonna have 420 extra dollars a month if you didn't make this decision. Like, what fun is that? That still need that's still money that you need to be saying I might give my car fuck up money. That that ain't that ain't fun money. If you even well, he if, prob- you chose- I
1: mean, if she he said that she also put money in the savings. So I mean it sounds like he probably could have access to the savings money for a car, like something going wrong with his car. So it probably is fun money for him. Because you already ain't even paying them money You buy groceries, and what, else, what was the other one fucking thing <laughs> that he paid for?
0: Vase, like cell you. phone, gas, insurance, motorcycle insurance.
1: All of that is shit that has something to do with you. You're not even contributing to the household. Everything that, that was
0: on that list are things for you. is not for the I household. Don't I don't know. I don't know. I mean, car, gas, all of that might be for everybody else. I mean, it may be her car payment and insurance payment. Now, he's a greater asshole if all of that shit he listed is for him. But when oh. I read it, I was just assuming that he was he put, he took care of everybody's car insurance. I just... How much money does he make? $22 an hour. That he, ain't too shabby. It's not too shabby. I, just, I don't know. Given he's his more.
1: response... Given his response to having this increase in his own car payment because his stupidity, I'm just not inclined to believe that he was paying for her shit. Like I immediately, given his response to all the rest of this, thought he all that shit is for him. <laughs> it's
0: his shit. Uh uh-uh, uh, that that ain't enough money. That's for, for the food. Hour. That except, ain't enough money for twenty-two dollars an hour. For twenty-two dollars an hour in a forty-hour work week, he have enough money if he ain't paying mortgage. He'll have oh. enough money to pay his own car note, his cell phone bill, mm-hmm. his vape, his gas, his insurance. Now $22 an hour, you'll have much more expendable income than that. Even with an $850 payment. I, I don't know. Okay, let's see. Uh $850 for that car. Um gas, uh, two, two hundred, two hundred and fifty dollars. Um, car insurance, uh, car and motorcycle insurance for himself three hundred dollars a cell phone two hundred dollars just just being generous and vapes uh that's less than two hundred that's less than two thousand dollars but twenty so two dollars an hour you making two thousand dollars a month right i'm finna see 22 times 40 times
1: four before tax is 3500
0: after tax i still don't know
1: how much tax I get again it depends on where
0: you live where they 35%, live 35 oh, percent. is the general how much you should uh, attribute to your income for tax okay
1: it's 30, usually
0: lower than that it's much lower if you're a business owner 35 20 that's 2200 dollars. that leaves him with 2200 dollars. so yeah, that, that might be about right i guess yeah <laughs> it, it, it sounds right. like but it's not <laughs> So, so maybe he is no, only no, no, no. paying for his shit. Oh, yeah. if he only paying for his shit, he's a super dick. He's a <laughs> super asshole. If he only paying for his shit and she literally funding everything else, oh, hell no. I... Say what you said. Okay, so he got, say what you said
1: again, the part, the amounts I'm finna subtract him from what he, he Okay.
0: Okay, let's say we got uh his car payment is $850. So mine is 850 Car and motor- motorcycle insurance, will say three hundred. Gas, two hundred. <laughs> Cell Sorry. phone, two hundred. Vapes, two hundred. And a week's worth of groceries, will say two fifty. Two eighty eight. He got two eighty eight left. Yeah, ain't no way he paying for both of they. Fucking he not burners. paying for her shit. That's all for him. Fuck this nigga. <laughs> <laughs> Need to leave your broke ass in the dust. As far as I give a fuck, if you, if you gotta ask people if you the asshole and you only paying for your shit, hell no, no nigga, you the asshole. And the fact that you don't know it is the reason why I don't fuck with you. If you knew you were, the, if you knew you were the asshole, I could fuck with you. You know what I'm saying? Because, again, it's a reasonable conversation to have to say, look, babe, I am fucked up. And she said that. She said we can have a conversation about fun money compromises. You know what I'm saying? She said that. And then what is... He didn't even put up a solution, though. He didn't even say what he want to happen. Do he want her to pay for a bill? Do he want her to just give him some allowance? (laughs) For him to be able to do some fun shit because she got it, he didn't even put up a solution. He just mad because he got this expensive-ass car, and see, he's sending this bitch with the mustard drink cans in there and fucking (laughs) vape on the goddamn side with the the, the vape juice on the seat and stain the bitch. Sad because he can sit in his SUV, but he can't go nowhere in the bitch. You should have got a car, nigga. That 850
1: takes a huge hunk
0: out of that, like 20. It was exactly 2288 to be specific a month. Was what I, I was specific. overdoing it on the bills now. I yeah. might have could have been underdoing it on some, like I might have underdid it on but the But he gas said at this he had point. about 450 left. No, he said he got 100 left. Oh no. Oh. <laughs> Maybe I mean oh, the insurance. I mean the insurance can cost more depending on how on, on um his uh car history. Oh, and oh, this groceries new car, can cost yeah. more with all them kids in the house. $850 a month? The
1: insurance because he said car insurance for his motorcycle and the car. And you only gave it 300 dollars I feel like it might be more than that.
0: Look, all I can say is it's time to make some fucking different decisions in your life, bro. It's time to get rid of that motorcycle. When you get a better job, you can get that bitch back. And, and if you ain't driving it, get, take the insurance off that motherfucker. Like, you gotta make some decisions. And you should not have got that
1: fucking SUV knowing you can't afford this shit. See, what you did is you got it because you knew she paid for everything else. So it didn't matter to you that this was gonna end. But now, now that you see that, oh, well, it does impact me because now it's taking more money because she ain't helping me with it. She told you to get a fucking car. She told you that that was too much. She told you, you did it anyway. And she was like, okay, bet, do it. <laughs> But
0: you gonna for that's vape nigga decisions. <laughs> that's vape nigga decisions. Just. Stupid you're, if you're if your dude if your dude fucking with a vape, you need to be micromanaging nigga decisions. <laughs> Just letting you know. I'm sorry. That's what it I'm is. A, I'm assuming they classified him as an asshole in the ring. Is he an it's asshole? Comments. I don't know. Hold on, let's see. <laughs> I'm sure he's an asshole. You're the asshole. Your income covers one week of food for your combined family of eight, and the rest goes to things just for you. Your car payment, your insurance, your vapes, et cetera. Who pays for your kids' activities, clothes, shoes, et cetera? She's covering the roof over your head and the rest of your household bills, plus raising four kids with no child support and no financial help from you. That is not financial abuse. Her not handing over money to you for fun when you don't take on responsibilities and made a bad financial decision on a car payment is not financial abuse.
1: See, what everybody else
0: thought that? they saw it, too, that it was all for him. Let's for go to the next him. one. How on God's little green earth did you type this out and not realize how wrong you are? You <laughs> already split bills proportionately. She's already shouldering most of the costs because she makes more money. If you want to split the rest of the money, guess what, brother? You also have to listen to your wife's input on financial choices, like not cranking up your car insurance payments, car and insurance payments, but you didn't want that. You chose your SUV. That's your fun money. You're already spending it. You already threw your spare money around and left yourself with only pennies. Stop playing tiny little violin and take some responsibility like an adult. You're the asshole. Add to edit, wait, car and motorcycle insurance. You got a bike too, and you're still whining about not having enough money for fun things. <laughs> Jesus and the saints preserve us. You need to get your head out of your back seat. God damn, these niggas go hard. Oh, all this, nigga, this nigga probably suicidal now. <laughs> you make a third of the household's income and only contribute a week of groceries, and then you went and bought an SUV, and then you let your sister convince you that you were being financially abused. Laugh emoji, you don't contribute to your living expenses. You're the asshole. <laughs> So <laughs> you clear. don't contribute to your own living expenses. Fuck. Info, why did you agree to an SUV you couldn't afford? You stated you knew you'd be responsible for your own car payment, so why did you choose something out of your own personal budget? Uber. Bro, they roasting this man. Oh, I want to read some more. You the asshole. $50 an hour, four kids, entitled second husband, and all household bills is one notch above working poor. No way is she rolling in money supporting a household on $50 an hour. OP has a lack of financial sense. Yeah. Fuck this dude. I'm going to read one more. You're the asshole. It's hilarious to think of this as financial abuse when you were the one that bought an expensive SUV even though your wife wanted you to buy a car that was cheaper. You have no money, but it's literally the consequence of your own actions. LOL. She's not controlling you or preventing you from getting money. She's not stealing your money or restricting it. You expended your money yourself. Damn.
1: Bro. Like, what did you think? It's like, what do they really think when they're typing this out? Like, That they're really gonna like you? Genuinely thought people were gonna be supportive and be like, "Yeah, she's financially abusing you.
0: You should put your foot." Like, what did you really think? Because I know exactly what happened. (laughs) He went and talked to them vape bros. That's what (laughs) happened. Goddamn, he talked his sister vape too. She vape, (laughs) he vape. All these vape bros, gym bros, everybody that vape. He went and talked to them, and they was like, "That bitch is crazy, man. You need to get. She can't have you out here like this." That's what happened. That's what happened. I don't give a fuck. That's what happened. Stupid. Niggas with vape is a toxic community. Leave niggas with vapes alone. Stupid. Fucking. I'm anti-vape now. Terrible. This terrible is. life decisions. Fuck vapes. I see you smoking vapes. Uh, do you see that many black people vaping? I just don't be seeing black people vaping at all. Uh, I've seen some black. Did had dude do that. Uh, my ex-boyfriend
1: vaped. He vaped as a step down. He used to smoke. And so that was his step down. When he started vaping. But like, he kept, he would have his vape in his police car. Like, he
0: vaped all the fucking time. This, this just reinforced my vape nigga decision theory. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> he vaped. He sure did. He vaped all the time. Had with him on, on duty.
0: Vape nigga yeah. decisions.
1: <laughs>
0: so. make some bad ones. All
1: right. <laughs> <laughs> this one, I'm because I'm just like <sighs> the title. Am I the asshole for asking my guests to pay ten dollars to come to my wedding? You asking an entrance fee <laughs> to your goddamn because it got to be just an entrance fee because that ain't for food. Like you can't be at like that has to be just like an
0: entrance fee. I feel like that's ego shit. Ten dollars. <laughs> Ten dollars ain't. <laughs> en- Ten dollars is not enough to need it. No. And it's not enough to help something. No. Just say you want to get married by yourself. <laughs> and go like just do that. I am not paying to get in no fucking wedding. I, I don't want to be here no fucking way. Me. Hey, you personally. want somebody to bring you a gift and shit. You want to be paid to get in this motherfucker
1: and bring you a gift. Man, there is no way this person,
0: party. yeah, there, there was no hope of this person not being an asshole. <laughs> uh, no per- like we motherfuckers who come to your wedding are doing you a favor. Yes, we are witnessing you do this thing that you wanted to do and you wanted to be a witness. Fuck, I'm gonna pay for that for. <laughs> I don't fucking watch the new Thor, goddamn, And watch your ass get married. And I don't fuck. I wanna I come, come see pay that. see that. I gotta, I gotta watch the today um <laughs> i'm gonna watch it today but you need to catch up on the marvel fucking tv shows i just
1: i can watch a movie and be completely satisfied but like marvel shows where i have to go week to week i just i've tried and i just don't stick with it i don't stick with it it's it's too much of a commitment for me
0: anyway <laughs> I, movie I, look. solid
1: like hour and four two and a half out it's a solid one type of commitment show
0: I gotta come back every week. I'm gonna stand 10 toes down in this statement I'm finna make, okay? I don't care who you are or how important that you are to me in my life. If you give me 15 minutes, I can come up with a list of a hundred things I'd rather do than go to your fucking wedding. <laughs> okay. I can give me 15 minutes. I might be pushing it. Give me 50. It's a lot of shit I read. A lot of shit I rather do that is free. And about 30 of them is just in my room with no fucking resources. Okay? I don't want to come to your wedding. I don't want to see your vows. I don't want to dress up. If it's outside, I definitely fuck it. I, I got 200 for that. If the wedding is outside, I got 200 things i rather do. Now, I will come to your wedding because I fuck with you. Yeah. But if you put a motherfucking price tag on it, I'm finna go do 200 in them other shits. <laughs> All right, we ain't even read the fucking letter. It ain't no point of reading the letter. Is it no
1: yes. point of reading the letter? Yes. I want to <laughs> see why they're doing the ten dollars. <sighs> I'm
0: just curious as to what reason, like who came up with it So they're both twenty. 20- Gonna be some motherfucking our child died of cancer, and we trying I mean, to give them. I, I,
1: they got Reddit already said they were assholes, so. <laughs>
0: I mean, it still can be a, it, this letter <laughs> can still be a letter that make all this shit I said, make me sound like a supreme dick. It's <laughs> Let's Reddit. See. Let's see. They're both 23. So I still don't fuck with your wedding. Bye.
1: <laughs> both of them are 23. So the this is the guy writing it. No, it's the girl. The girl writing it. The female. Uh, my fiance and I are getting married in less than a month. We are doing a small wedding and only inviting 20 guests, that just make it worse. That's only 20 money, that's $200. What you gonna do with that? <laughs> we decided we wanted to have our wedding up in a canyon, but to access this canyon, it costs $10. So we're having our guests pay the $10 to enter the canyon. We put this canyon fee on our invitation. Are you fucking kidding me? You chose a place that costs interest in. You're inviting people and you want people to pay the interest fee into this bullshit It's Like, why the fuck would you choose? You know what? Let me finish. Because <laughs> I'm a... My sister called today and she had just received her invite in the mail and was mad about having to pay to attend a wedding. She called me an asshole because I was being a cheapskate and there are thousands of kings that won't have a fee. But me and my fiance have our hearts set on this specific canyon view. As the argument went on, she started to nitpick our whole wedding plan, having the guests bring their own camping chairs. Bitch, y'all are asking for a lot. Not having a real reception, just a small dinner for those who attend and posting our registry all over social media, but only having 20 people actually be invited. We don't want to spend money. We don't want to spend money, well, a lot of money. And so doing it outdoors is one way of doing that. We also just want our close, intimate friends and family to be there. So I don't know what's wrong with keeping it small. To those who will ask, it's a canyon fee you have to pay at the base. So it's not like we could just pay the park rangers in advance and just say this should cover it. It's open to the public. So am I the asshole? Ma'am. You you asking for so much. First of all, you're you're asking people to come in outdoor this, like weddings in general, you're gonna probably have less people that's gonna be willing to do that shit. Okay. Outdoor got outdoor shit. Okay. You don't have no control over outdoor shit. The weather, bugs, a canyon, bitch by. Like first of all, I would if I was one of your close intimate friends, I would have to decline. because I would fucking be coming you want these people to pay this fee you also want them to bring a bunch of check y'all ain't setting up shit. so like you want to get married with no cost to you and i get you know godspeed but maybe should have just went to the courthouse if that's what you want like <laughs> you sound crazy she has an update because people are, i'm assuming got in her hands she got like okay six
0: updates six so updates. <laughs> you better motherfucking cash out me ten dollars you ain't got a motherfucking. Don't be making no goddamn excuse like, oh, you ain't like we can go and pay for you. I'm going to get cash out me ten dollars before this motherfucking wedding. I don't believe that she couldn't go and pay.
1: Like I just don't believe that she could not go to that ranger station, explain the situation, and give them a list. Or like there are there is a way for you to just pay for these people to be at this fucking
0: canyon, bitch. I'm just not buying that. I am. And strong. listen, you know what? Even if I was willing to pay that ten dollars. I'm going to be at this wedding. And I had committed to paying that $10 to go to the wedding. If she would have put that weak-ass excuse in the group chat, <laughs> I'm out. I'm out now. That we <laughs> what? So the other 19 people who ain't willing to pay, you can't come down and pay. You Now you just lying. Now you just lying.
1: And keep in mind, you got to go to the base of the case. So you also want these people to, I'm assumed be dressed up and carry camping chairs. Because you got to bring that shit with you down into the kitchen. So I got to do fucking work and set up shit for you. Like, bitch, girl, bye. I got to bring a camping chair with me?
0: Listen, you (laughs) are not about to invite me to no intimate event, make me feel like I'm an exclusive member of a club, (laughs) and then get us into that bitch like it's a goddamn scam pyramid scheme you don't make me feel feel special because i'm one of a few people you chose and then charged me ten (laughs) dollars on principle i'm not coming to your shit
1: yeah
0: on principle i'm not coming to your shit
1: i read some of the comments and then go back and read her update because i think her update was in response to the comment uh so this person said not having a real reception just a small repeated what she said about the reception uh, you're the asshole. Not sure which is worse. $10 entry fee, bring your own share or getting the registry over social media and not being invited to the wedding. I guess there are no bathrooms at this canyon dinner. Better add B-O-Y ass wipes. <laughs> I didn't even think about that. Yeah. I mean, at, the, at best, maybe porta potties would be down. It's a canyon. Like what would be even down there? Because uh, it's not set up for this kind of shit. <laughs> Um, oh, I didn't well, Miss. Oh, okay, let me read her um her updates. Cause this person said, as OP stated and oh, she stated in a comment, there's a one mile walk to get down to where the wedding is. So you want me to walk a mile dressed up carrying a goddamn shit <laughs> after paying $10 to do this uncomfortable ass shit. Bitch, you crazy. Bitch, you crazy. These are her updates because people got in her ass. Number one, no, it's not International Park. It's just a canyon near our hometown. We talked to the Rangers for a state park. I don't know why you call, I don't know what you call them. They said it was fine as long as we didn't go over 100 people. I didn't realize posting your registry to social media was such a faux pas. Everybody posts everything nowadays online, and many people who already knew that they weren't invited had asked me about the registry, so I posted. You give it to the people that asked you about it. (laughs) Yes, we talked to the Rangers. We asked them if we could buy passes or slips or give them a list of names ahead of time in order to pay for our guests, but none of those solutions work. We decided informing our guests that there will be a ten dollar fee as a heads up would be the best way to go. I guess we should have been more creative, but we already sent out the invites. So there goes half the suggestions. We are taking some of the other ones under advisement, probably going neither what? Probably going neither an usher or a bus at the gate. Those were good ideas. I don't know what that was supposed to say. That's what she wrote. Um, Number four, we said small dinner. We were referencing the side of the after party or lack thereof, no reception. Not the amount of quality of the food, but thanks again for your judgment. Bitch, don't get smart, cause you ain't in a position. Number five, I accept the judgment that I am the asshole, but 23 is not that young to be getting married. It wasn't about the money. It was about the logistics, and none of this has any bearing on if my marriage will succeed or fail. You don't know our relationship, so please stop. Number six, all our guests, other than our parents and my sister and my fiance's three sisters, are outdoors type college friends from the area, so it's not a big deal. Okay, all of our guests, other than the main, fo- your parents, his parents, your sister, your the main people you want to have there are not outdoor people. <laughs> How are you gonna say all of our guests except our parents? Like them, the main fucking people. You got your uh, well, twenty three. Your parents might not be that old, but still, they old enough because they would be around my age. Where I ain't finna be fucking walking through no goddamn canyon, baby. You you better Skype me in. But I'm not, I'm not finna walk a mile with a chair. <laughs> you lost your goddamn mind. You're crazy. None of this makes any sense.
0: None of this makes any sense. You hey, listen. I had a friend, Cheeks. Okay. You know Cheeks? Yeah. I don't, did I tell you about the wedding story? I no. I said it on the podcast at some point. I don't remember Him and Sheila was gonna get married, and he asked me if I'd be his best man. To me by surprise. Like me and <laughs> Cheek's always been a whole friendly competition. I don't know what he saw about me that made me want to be the best man, but you know what? You say yes to that. You do. It's hard. You I mean... say yes to that. That ain't... and and if, if if anybody asked me, I'll do it. They canceled the wedding. And the next time I heard from them, the next time I heard from them, I, I I got an invite to the wedding. Not as the best man. Had you paid, like, how far in the process was it? When it wasn't far at all. Okay. He, he just asked me if I'd be the best man. Oh. A, ain't no money went into okay. it. Ain't no energy went into it. Ain't nothing okay. went into it. Okay. Right and i get the invite and i'm glad i'm glad i'm not the best man i don't want that pressure but i know it was it it had to have been working on him about what to tell me or how to communicate to me so right before the wedding happened he sent me a message and it said, Eddie, I know that you was originally the best man for the wedding. But when I told people who were going to be in a party of my wedding, I didn't realize how many people were going to be offended by not being a part of my wedding party. And of all the people I know, I knew you would be the one that would be 100% okay with not being a part of it. I, I mean, that's accurate. And when I tell you I had never felt more known in that <laughs> moment than anybody who have ever known me. <laughs> and I had no idea that he knew me like that because the essence of him inviting me to be his best man, I was like, this nigga don't know who the fuck he talking to. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But I feel like it was a part of him trying to, to represent the relationship that we've always had, which we've been kids since we was like two, three years old. You know, or around each other because our I mamas don't think was best friends. I knew friends. that
1: you. I knew
0: y'all knew each other and were roommates and all that. I don't
1: think I knew that y'all knew had known each other for that
0: long. Him and my mama was best friends until they fell out, and we had oh. always been around each other. But by the time they fell out, we were old enough to have like an established uh, connection enough to where, you know, like that's like, added- And look, the only reason he went to Texas, he went to school in Texas when he left home. And he stayed there a year. And after a year, I flunked out of Auburn and moved back home. After my stint at home, he he moved back home because he was homesick. He didn't like being in Texas. It was too far away from his family and everything. And so I told him I was going to drive to AUM to put in an application for a college. And he was like, I'll ride with you. And we rode up there just chilling. When he got there, we just walking along on the tour, looking through the campus. He said, you know what? I'm gonna feel one of these bitches out too. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I'm fully res- I feel fully responsible for this man's life right now. <laughs> <laughs> he met Sheila <laughs> because of uh because of that day that he rolled with me. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Now he had to put in the game and get Sheila and that turned into his own thing. But I'm taking credit for that motherfucker's life, and I'm gonna tell him soon too. <laughs> I'm going to remind him. I love reminding him of shit about himself. Anyway. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Didn't know
1: that.
0: But yeah, that's that's a story I told in the middle of something else. Well,
1: I mean, honestly, bitch, you crazy. I mean, that's really the, uh, you're an asshole. And I feel, again, I feel like a lot of these people, right, and like you didn't realize do you know how and I I just read a comment that I didn't even think about. It's really you're asking these people to do a 2-mile hike cuz you got to get the fuck out of the canyon when that shit is over with. <laughs> so you want me to hike out to this motherfucker. I feel like canyons are going to have pretty like humid or dry like when I think of a canyon I think of like desert like you know it's either really humid or dry. It's a canyon. Like I I, I guess it could be like a green canyon where there's like but i just feel like it's gonna be hot and uncomfortable so i gotta sit out here during this fucking ceremony and then hike another mile back out this motherfucker like you're crazy you're insane like girl you're asking for a lot you're asking for a whole lot like you're definitely the asshole
0: um yeah, i wanted to and i was bringing that story up to say that like a good friend would not have invited me on that thing in the first place <laughs> first off first off i'm a fat ass <laughs> i'm a ball headed so being out in the sun i don't want the ball the, the sun tapping on my ball head all day um third have you thought about what happened to motherfucker fall and get hurt like is everybody in this wedding party suit like did you just invite your hiking friends to this
1: no, because she said, I mean, she said that most of everybody was like, but like her family's not. So your parent, your dad could fall and break his ankle, your mom could like, it, it, I mean the most, the most important people to you <laughs> aren't hiking people. They're not outdoor people. No. Your friends are, but like your family ain't. <laughs> what the fuck?
0: Man, knows? I'm gonna turn everybody against your ass. <laughs> you know what? I'm gonna turn everybody against you If you like me as one of them people, and say i gotta pay ten dollars i'm just gonna be like okay cool and i'm just gonna start motherfucking working on everybody's brains can y'all believe she asked <laughs> us to pay ten dollars i mean she could cash out us or some. like we ain't the ones getting married you all be the there witnesses first. we doing her a favor i mean if nobody was there to see this shit, we could say it didn't even happen we helping them out it's only two hundred dollars that don't constitute an expensive wedding and that shit on. Why are they putting the burden of their wedding on us? And have the audacity to give us that registry. Look, that look, if that, if I pay this ten dollars, I bet you they ain't getting no gift. So I hope that they want their gift to be ten dollars. Can you hear me? That's what they're gonna hear from me. Yeah, I can hear.
1: My dog pulled the microphone out of its sock out of its socket because he's a fucking idiot. All this space and places for you to go, and you go where the the goddamn wires are.
0: <sighs> would, would you, if your, if a child did this, do you think you have the control to not say the stuff you just said in front of a child? <laughs> yes. I don't. I don't know, Red. I, I I'm only saying I I want to believe you, but I don't know. <laughs> I, I want to believe you, I and believe I, I believe it. that you believe it, but I don't know if it's true. I've been around kids like my nieces and shit, and
1: they did stupid shit, and I ain't said it to them. See, yeah. Kids do dumb shit, like it's they they don't know, right? Ribby don't know either, but like he don't know what I'm saying, so it don't matter. <laughs> he just looking, look, he wagging his tail. He don't know. He happy. He don't. He has no idea. I'm annoyed with him right now. So the next one, is, it was one that I was going to read last week. I'm still just curious, like, why you would do this? Uh, am I the asshole for making my seven-year-old go to Alcoholics Anonymous?
0: What the fuck? Exactly. Was this a scare tactic?
1: Uh, at, a, at, at
0: seven? <laughs> That's really... You don't do that shit <laughs> with fucking STDs? I get, I mean, not that young, but like, I can see some Bible thumpers doing that shit. But have, have you been to
1: an AA or NA meeting before? No. So, okay. So when I was in grad school, um, I don't forgot what class it was. One of my classes, it was a requirement. We had to go to two. We, you could choose NA, AA, um, GA, I mean, there's really not a ton of them, but you had have, you have to go to two self-help meetings and just uh, write a report on what, what it was like. They get really, they can get personal. Like, you know, you, you don't want to take, I mean, it's AA, but like, you don't want to take your kid to an NA meeting and then this person get up there to talk about how they had got so bad that they were sucking dick for meth. Like, now your seven-year-old is in here hearing this shit. Because some Danny, of the people- What is dicks? <laughs> Like you don't want to have, cause like the meetings get personal. That's the point of it. Like everyone, so every one of the meetings, they have a person that tells their story of their um, addiction, and and kind of like how it started, how they got to their bottom, um, you know, their their bottom point, and what encouraged them to get help, right? And so every meeting, somebody shares their story. Some of them people don't, they they get real personal. <laughs> <laughs> about what the fuck happened. Like the NA meeting that I went to, the guy um, never had a drug problem. He started working for like, got like in a higher level in this company where he was able to go on these retreats with like the CEOs and shit. And CEOs, if you don't know of companies, a lot of them are functioning addicts. And so whenever they would have these retreats, everybody did coke right but these were functioning addicts who were able to like keep it like at the retreat he started doing coke and started doing coke outside of the retreat and it just spiraled down to where his bottom point was he was in a he had spent his kids college funds he was in like a dingy dirty hotel where he had been on a binge for like a week his wife had left him kids one speaking to him (laughs) and that was when he realized that he needed to do something about his life and so his he still don't got no or at the time he still didn't have a relationship with his kids. They were still mad about the whole you spent our money for college on coke thing, yeah. But anyway, yeah, seven. It's not. It's not. These are not meetings that you need to take kids to because you don't know how detailed people are going to get about sharing their story. So you don't know what your are over. They ain't, they're not. They're not for kids. <laughs> so why the fuck would you? Even if for a scare tactic, like that ain't it. <laughs> Don't do that. If you're listening and have ever considered doing this, don't. I'm telling you, you're gonna have to explain to your kid what blowjobs are. You know, you to explain a lot of fucked up shit. Because think about all the things that people do in active addiction to get to to continue the addiction. They talk about that shit. <laughs> Sometimes very openly. <laughs> you don't have to explain that. I wouldn't want to explain that. But so yeah, so am I the asshole for making my seven-year-old go to Alcoholics Anonymous? And they have Al Anon for the family members. I'm sure they have like a kid version, you know, where where the where babies can go. Like anyway. Um this is a 31-year-old female, and the son's almost eight. So I have an amazing son, almost eight, who is incredibly sweet, well mannered, and inquisitive. Although I guess most parents think of their kids that way. I quit drinking about two months ago and have been adamant about doing the AA program correctly. 90 meetings in 90 days, sponsor daily readings, therapy, etc. I really want to be a good mom and make up for my bad decisions when I was drinking. I never harmed him or put him in danger, but I just wasn't present and am remorseful about my drinking past. The problem is that I'm a single mom who works full-time and live in a small town. Because it's small, there aren't a lot of options in terms of AA meetings. So the only one I can really attend is the 530 based on my schedule and my son's. His father has him part-time, so on those days I can attend meetings by myself. But on my days, but on my days, I have to bring my son. I don't have anyone to leave him with, and babysitting wouldn't work because nobody wants to babysit for just one hour. It doesn't financially make sense for them. So I take my son to meetings. Naturally, he isn't too thrilled um, when I have to. Before you suggest I could do Zoom meetings, I really don't get anything out of them. I like the in-person connection and atmosphere. My ex, who has never taken my alcoholism seriously and has never actually attended an AA meeting, says I'm, I'm the asshole for exposing our child to that kind of atmosphere and those kinds of people. The truth is, those people are what saved my life. They are so sweet and good with my son. And while sometimes the subject matter can be a little adultish, I'm sure, uh, we mostly talk about how to be better people and live in a spiritually sound existence and to help our fellow man. I personally think it's good for my son to be surrounded by people that are trying to better themselves and also to let him know at an early age the effects of alcoholism as it runs in my family. But maybe I'm the asshole and way off the mark and I'm doing more damage than good. I would just like an outside opinion that aren't emotionally connected to the situation. Am I the asshole for taking my seven year old AA meetings with some of the topics that are addressed? She did, uh, an edit, but I want to talk, I mean,
0: so she, I don't think she's the asshole. I think she's deeply, deeply misinformed and disadvantaged in the sense that she don't have any support. Yeah. Um, this is definitely absolutely not ideal. Yeah, um, I think you need to find somewhere for your child to be. Yeah, you need to find somewhere for your child to be.
1: This is not the way to educate him about alcoholism at all. This is at not all. it.
0: <laughs> because I mean, it's so many different things that can happen at this place that will be a permanent mark in your child's memory.
1: Yeah,
0: that you won't be able to help recover from because you might not even know it's the issue.
1: Yeah. People talk about abuse that led to I mean, there's so many things that he could overhear that he doesn't need to hear. Um, and so you're not an asshole, but this is one of those situations where like it's like it's like the uh single parents that leave their little small kids at home because they don't have nobody to watch them, but they need to go somewhere. Like you're not an asshole, but it's also not a good decision because you're endangering the child, regardless of the fit, like I get that you don't have anybody to watch them um however <laughs> that's still not the idea that's not the way to do it. you know what i'm saying it's just one of those unfortunate situations um but i wouldn't say she's an asshole and I, I, the comments really are like they you know they don't want to say she's an asshole you know they are basically it's just like you need to figure something else out cuz this is not good for him um her edit is people often uh, wait a minute she did no That was another comment. Here we go. I super appreciate everyone's responses. It gave me a lot of insight. Admittedly, I didn't really think about how other members may feel about having a child there. I was mostly thinking about the comfort of my son. I will say that the group is all old timers that have years of sobriety and largely just talk about service work and how much better their lives are. But as many have pointed out, the presence of a child may deter members from talking about serious subjects. So I'll either just give my kid headphones and a tablet to play with. I mean, look, that don't work. I don't know why parents think that.
0: <laughs> I mean, Kids it, are fucking it, nosy. <laughs> yeah, you're right. Like it, I mean, the kid already voiced that he don't like going. So mm-hmm. maybe he is more susceptible to just listening to Listen some stuff, to the other head. stuff uh, yeah. while he there. But yeah, it ain't no guarantee you know he over here, shit
1: and people yeah. still may not be comfortable to talk because it's like yeah he got and, them headphones on but
0: and that's what i was gonna mention about about you our professor in my my uh substance abuse class talked about how he doesn't like students going to aaa meetings because he don't want the people there to feel spectated mm-hmm. like It's supposed to be a space for people who need to heal to heal or whatever. And so he was against that concept of sitting in those meetings because of that. And so, yeah, if a person knows that you're there for that, it'll impact how they can communicate, but especially a child. But also think about how many people in that situation may have, like the person you saw, who have ran up their child's fund money and that child is triggered. or people whose child has been removed from them, um, and, like, they haven't seen yeah. their child in so long, and now they got this this woman who be bringing her child here, flaunting her child in front of us. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's, I think it's not healthy for the space either.
1: What I will say about going to the meetings, there is such a, and my professor said this before we even went, there is such a noticeable difference between going to an AA meeting and an NA meeting. Alcoholics are sad. <laughs> there are a lot, like, the, especially the meeting that I went to. But he had said this, so, like, he's been to a number of different meetings. And so that was also his experience, and he warned us about that. Uh, in the NA meeting, when I tell you they were so happy, like, because I, I did announce who I was. I didn't want to just come in and pretend. You know what I'm saying? So, like, I did make it known that I was a student. And that I was just, you know, and I would have left if they had told me they were uncomfortable. So I gave them the opportunity to say, okay, that, you know, that's weird. We don't really want to do that because they have open and closed meetings. So I chose open meetings that were open to whoever, but I also let them know that I was a student. Uh, The AA people let me stay, but and I don't know, they just, it, the energy was so much more like down. The NA people, they were hugging me, which I was not cool with because I ain't a hugger in general. And they were just so, what well, we're so glad you're here. We love when we have people come in from the outside so that we can spread, you know, the men, like they were so friendly. It was such a different experience between going and sitting with people with issues with alcohol than the, the drug addicts. Like, they were so friendly. And he said, he was like, I'm telling you, like, they're gonna probably hug you. Like, they're just super friendly. <laughs> he was right on the money. <laughs> It was so different. Like, and I think I went the same week because I wanted to get it out of the way. And it was such a drastic shift from like sitting in the A because the same thing occurred, right? Like people told their story, but like the AA meeting was a grandma who like and looking at this sweet old lady, like she a lady that you would see in the grocery store and probably help her get something off the shelf. But like she was drinking vodka daily. Lots of it. <laughs> and had ruined a relationship with her adult children because, you know, she would never get help. Just sweet, but, like, it was such a, it was just a lot more down. The NA meeting, even though this man is talking about losing everything and his kids not talking, it just, their support of him could be felt. It's not that the people in the AA meeting did support the girl but, like, it was just a different vibe. Like, it, it was so different. Like, I will never forget that. Like, the NAP, and like after, um, after the meeting was over, some of them came up to me to ask me about like what program I was in. Like they were just really fucking nice <laughs> and very welcoming to me being there. Um, and so it, it was one of, I probably, I mean, obviously because I don't have an addiction to e- either of those things, would never otherwise have ever had an opportunity to see what those meetings are like. Um, but it was so interesting. It was such a different experience. But going there myself and hearing the things that are discussed, uh, there's a, again, Al-Anon, and I mean, I guess it would be difficult for her because they're not going to have the Al-Anon meeting at the same time or during the same space. But Al-Anon exists for the family members, right? And is it Narconon for the Narcotics Anonymous version of it? But um, that's for family members. That Those are appropriate, and they have them for, like, different age groups. Those are meetings that are appropriate. If you're, if you're just wanting to involve your kids or family members in your journey to sobriety, there are meetings that exist for family members, but the actual AANA meetings are not appropriate. They're not even appropriate for adult family members that are just coming. You know what I'm saying? Like I wouldn't even say, fam, like, her uh, her old, older family members even need to come with her to the meeting um there's a reason why they have separate meetings for family members but i'm not gonna say she's an asshole. uh i'm just gonna say you you need to figure out something different and i don't know that the headphone thing is it because that only solves part of the problem for you it doesn't address the problem you might be creating for the other people in the space so there's that
0: yeah i i, I don't suggest it i i hate to go as far as say You're the asshole but if in a binary choice system then you are the asshole in this situation uh you will leave your child with some trauma that you don't know how to manage yep so bad idea
1: yeah not a good idea like i said if you or somebody you know you know if they're involved in aana al-anon narconon are anonymous self-help groups um catered towards family members to give them a space, because everybody's experience with ad- addiction is so different, right? The person with the addiction addiction has their experience, and then each of the family members in their different roles have different experiences, and so that's why it's not really conducive to put all of them in the same group, because the, the experience is different. Um, it, the way that it impacts everybody is different, so, yeah. But I just, I just, that I was like, why would you take a seven year old? Thankfully, it was not a scare tactic, just bullshit ass. It's just because she doesn't have
0: yeah. childcare.
1: <laughs> so that's, that's better.
0: Good.
1: That's much better.
0: That's good, at least.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So that's the only other one I'll do.
0: I don't know if you have
1: another one you want to do.
0: Nah, you got it.
1: Okay. Well, if you have a a letter or a comment or whatever that you want us to respond to on the show, you can send it to our Gmail account, which is at gmail.com, or you can find us on our social media. Uh, So the queen died, Queen England, which I never thought was gonna fucking happen. And I'm sure uh, Charles didn't think that shit was gonna, he been waiting to be king forever. She was 96 years old. That bitch was just not gonna die. (laughs) and so. This is probably the first time in my memory of someone dying where there has been such a mixed bag, (laughs) like really the only people that are sad are other British people. Um, If you don't know the history of Britain, the royal family colonization, uh, this is a great time for you to learn about it. uh, essentially the Queen, Great Britain, the monarchy, fucked over lots of countries. <laughs> and these are not just like uh, black folks. Like every time we talk about slavery, or everybody always think about, it, but, but like the Irish, like she fucked over or her monarchy fucked over a lot of people. So her death was not a sad occasion for a lot of these folks. <laughs> and so I'm used to black Twitter, black TikTok showing their ass when something happens because that's how we, like people always like, y'all don't take nothing serious. This is how we cope. Okay. So shut the fuck up. So you got Irish Twitter and TikTok. <laughs> you got you got uh, all of these other uh, nationalities and ethnicities like showing their great asses. And it's been amazing. It's been an amazing few days. If you're not somebody that, like, God saved the queen and loved her and thought she could do no wrong. and Because those people are in their feelings. But, like, I would say the majority of the world right now is in celebration of the death of her. Like, they are not sad about that shit. And it's just been interesting to see that shit. Like... <laughs> all the memes and the TikTok. It's been so good. Like people have been like making TikToks about her getting to heaven and not being able to get in. (laughs)
0: It's been really, really disrespectful.
1: Oh God. It's been uh It's disrespectful
0: to death, but it's not necessarily disrespectful to the person.
1: And this is where what I've said in previous podcasts comes into play. For me, I do not and and I never and this is in my own family. I've told the story about my aunt dying before. You do not get absolved of fuck shit that you did and suddenly become a good person because you die. I am sorry. Is it unfortunate that you died? I guess, I mean all of us are going to die at some point, and so in a general sense for the people that did love your ass, I guess it is sad. But like you don't become a good person. Like people feel like you don't speak ill of the dead. Well, some people it ain't nothing good to speak about them. <laughs> I'm not going to make up stuff or pretend I did not go to my aunt's funeral because she was a bitch. <laughs> she was an awful person and I was not going to go pretend to be sad about her dying. I For the people who were sad for her kids and shit, I get it. She was your mom. Cool. But I'm not going to be in that space feeling the need to like pretend to be something that I'm not. I just don't believe that if I'm a, a bitch in life. The expectation that people are just going to like exalt me and think that I'm this amazing person when I die is laughable to me. I don't get that shit. Like, I don't understand. Like, you know, my mom will go around. You don't speak ill of the dead. Why? Why not? They were horrible people when they were alive. I just don't feel I don't don't get it to me. So for me, this has been amazing because this is everybody doing what I've always (laughs) done. I don't give a fuck about you dying. If you are a terrible person, you are a terrible person. And I'm gonna like respond to you in the same way that I did when you were living. It ain't gonna be no different cause you happened to die, sorry. And you know, condolences to the people who give a fuck. Those are the people that I would like care, but like you in general, whoever you be in the, I don't give a fuck, I don't give a fuck, I'm sorry. Be better. If you want people to remember you and be sad when you die, be a good fucking person. But if you're going to be an asshole your whole life, then just expect that people not going to give a fuck when you die or maybe even celebrate, (laughs) as is the case with Queen Elizabeth. Like, I just don't get that shit. Like, whatever. If you weren't negatively impacted by her or your family, your lineage was not, okay, you, you mourning her, great. But like telling other people how they should mourn or how like they should be, I don't agree with that shit. You experience it the way that you experience it and you let everybody else experience it that way. And some of them people's ways ain't going to line up with yours. Mm. But there's a lot of bullshit that, that Britain was a part of, like, that people don't even know about. Like, uh, oh, the Diana, the Diana memes have also been, <laughs> like, Diana, she about to catch these hands by Di- from Diana mm. now that she they're both dead. Also been crazy.
0: Another crazy. one was it was uh oh, oh I forgot the name of the one. It's a celebrity having a baby, and people were making memes about Queen Elizabeth dying and then transferring over into that <laughs> celebrity and being born back. It's into the not world. a celebrity.
1: It's a um uh, it's a YouTube personality, uh, Trisha, Payt- Trisha Paytas. Oh
0: yeah, I'm yeah. About that,
1: I I saw that uh earlier today. I've been watching a lot of TikToks sure and it's hilarious me <laughs> um, but the royal family resp- and like a lot of people are like you know well she didn't have any control over that she's just a figurehead. the monarchy has not always been a figurehead it has or like them not having like parliament has a lot to do with what goes on over there now I think that's not always been the case so y'all can miss me with that too <laughs> mm. miss me with that too you know, she lived forever, so yeah, her rule and her ability to do shit changed over time. But it's because she lived forever; she was ninety six. And I'm sure Charles is very excited about becoming king. But like you, he's not gonna rule ha- nowhere near as long as his mother did. Charles old as fuck. Like I give him a good a ten to fifteen might be being really generous. Like William is definitely gonna get his chance to rule whatever that means now, again, I don't even know how the monarchy really works now in in 2022. But William will definitely get a chance to rule. Because <laughs> Charles is not long for do this world.
0: Think, do you think the, uh, what's the other son's name? Harry. You think he gonna be invited to the wedding? I mean, to the funeral? The
1: funeral? I think he'll still, yeah, I think they'll still let them come.
0: Or he gonna be outside of it drunk locked out because they don't denounce they fucking thrown this shit i mean
1: he i think because
0: apparently i saw this too
1: and i don't i don't i haven't looked into this so i don't know if this is true apparently she puts because i i think she had been sick for a while and they kind of knew this was coming even though they weren't announcing it to the public. like they just said something this week because it was like one day they were saying she was really ill and they were watching her and she was like dead the next day but like I guarantee you, she had been sick for a while, and they just weren't telling people. But apparently, in her like wishes, her declare her de- decline, her dying declaration, she specifically said that uh, Trump was not allowed to come to her funeral. <laughs> like apparently, that's written down somewhere that he's not allowed to come, <laughs> which is fucking hilarious to me. Yeah. But like, regardless of. How I, I really do think Harry loves his grandmother because she your grandma like your grandma can do fuck shit. You still love her as your grandmother. And I think she loved him as their grandson. I think he'll still be allowed to come. I would be surprised if he wasn't. Mm-hmm. Um I think he'll be there. You
0: think Megan Mark
1: will Let me tell you something about Harry. Okay. Harry don't play by his fucking wife. If Harry there, Megan gonna be there. Because if Megan can't come, Harry not gonna go. He has made that very fucking clear. If this was William and he had to choose between what's her face? What's his wife's name? I can't. Kate. He would leave Kate ass at home and just be like, well, Bit bitch, you can't go. Harry don't play that about Megan. So like if Harry's there Megan going to be there. But Unless Megan just don't want to go. She's
0: that she going to have to be under? Like motherfucker going to be like, "What's up Harry? <laughs>
1: What's up? <laughs> um <laughs> Megan? <laughs> how you doing?" <laughs> I think if she didn't want to go, if she was uncomfortable, he wouldn't make her go, but he ain't going to tell her she can't go like if he going, she going. I I just he's made very clear how he feels about that. <laughs> um and I think at this point, they know not to fuck with Harry by even telling him, like, Megan can't come. Because he's going to be like, well, bitch, I ain't there. Like, they know. I feel
0: like all the things that have led up to this point, they know Harry ain't with that shit. Harry too wild. Harry too wild. I don't, I don't even think Harry would be on some, um, okay, well, we ain't coming shit. I hope he's going to be like, well, I hope y'all change the venue. <laughs> or get the bomb squad out there, goddamn. <laughs> Bitches, they hang up, hang up abruptly. <laughs> Look, ain't no bomb, but them motherfuckers gonna hustle trying to figure that shit out. I don't
1: know. Yeah.
0: I mean, and this all just kind of so
1: you know, I was Princess Diana died in like 97. And so I was alive, but I was a kid. But I do remember like generally hearing about it. Um, and you know, she divorced Charles, and a, a year later she was dead. And people have always felt like the royal family had something to do with her death. Um, and Charles, like, so now all of this stuff is coming out about Charles and diane like resurfacing again. Charles is a dickhead. Like, so he never wanted to marry Diana. This is one of them arranged situations. Camilla, whatever her name, I keep Camille. I think it's just Camille. Um that's who he was in love with who he wanted to be with but i'm assuming her lineage whatever wasn't good enough and so you know they didn't want her to be their queen and so he wasn't allowed to marry her and instead you know diana was kind of pushed on him although diana was a bad bitch, like looking at the two of them you know it had to be love because it was not because she looked better than Diana. (laughs) (laughs) let me just get that out the way okay um But, like, even in, like, old interviews when they first got together, I I keep seeing this interview clip of a reporter asking him and Diana, like, are they in love? And Diana says, of course. And he says, whatever love means. Nigga, what? What the fuck do you mean, whatever love means? So like he was just like do shady shit all the time and, and i'm sure that that was a message to camille to say like baby I st- it's still you <laughs> don't 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 pay the, no attention to this <laughs> you're still my number one bitch. so there's also apparently at some point somebody recorded him talking to camille during the time that he was married or camilla camilla during the time that he was married to diana when i tell you that that was the funniest most disturbing shit i ever heard like british sexy talk is weird <laughs> like she was telling him that she missed him and he was like oh do you want me to fill up your tank
0: <laughs> What the fuck says that <laughs> Fill up your Would you tank? like for me to be your tea or your biscuit? <laughs> it so was that's... weird as fucking shit. Like, <laughs> like
1: it's and so this was like kind of disturbing, but it was funny, right? Governor Bentley, the gov- who used to be um governor of Alabama, and he looked like Mr. Burns, he had a scandal where they had recorded him talking to one of his staffers about sex and when I tell you I vom- wanted to vomit after hearing that but like the Charles like sex tape or like this recording is just funny because it's like it's like you if you've ever watched Austin Powers and thought that it was like this exaggerated thing like that's what it reminded me of like <laughs> and I feel like you'd have to be British to find that sexy I feel like if a British person did sexy talk to an American like you would just laugh like, like you, you wouldn't be able to take it serious because it's like, with the accent and the word choice, it's just weird. It's just fucking weird. But uh, Charles never wanted to be with Diana. Right? He did that out of duty. And and not even like, I, don't, I ain't even saying he did it out of duty because I feel like if you do something out of duty and you're gonna like honor your duty, then he wouldn't have did the fuck shit he did. Not only was he apparently fucking uh, Camilla, he was fucking other people that worked for them too. <laughs> like you did your duty on paper. <laughs> but in real life, you just continue doing what the fuck you wanted to do. She just was your side bitch instead of your wife because you couldn't make her your wife. And when immediately when he was able to make her his wife, that's exactly what the fuck he did because that's who he married to now. <laughs>
0: Okay, there... I'm gonna read this transcript. Is this of the sexy talk? Yes, oh God, cause i I don't think how you categorize this is is letting the people know what the fuck is happening,
1: okay. yeah, i can't, I can't do a good accent, so I didn't want to like do say what they were saying exact. I know the fill your tank up was one.
0: But I'm gonna do do some weird accents. Oh, shit. Okay. Okay. I'm gonna do a man and a woman accent. (laughs) I know it would revive me. I can't bear a Sunday night without you. Oh, God. It's like that program, start of the week. I can't start the week without you. I fill up your tank. (laughs) Yes, you do. (laughs) Then you can cope. Then I'm all right. What about me? The trouble is, I need you several times a week. Mm, So do I. I need you all the week, all the time. (laughs) Oh, God, I'll just live inside your trousers or something. It would be much easier. (laughs) What are you going to turn into? A pair of knickers? Both laugh. (laughs) Oh, you're going to come back as a pair of knickers. Oh, God, forget (laughs) a. Oh, God forbid a tampax. Just my luck. You are a complete idiot. Oh, what a wonderful idea. My luck to be chucked down the lavatory and go on and on, forever swirling round the top, never going down. Oh, darling. Until the next one comes through. Or oh, perhaps you could come back as a box. What sort of box? A box of tampons, so you could just keep going. <laughs> That's true. Repeating yourself. <laughs> oh, darling, I just want you now. Do you? Mmm. So do I. Desperately, desperately, desperately. Oh, I've thought of you so much, at Yorubi. Did you? What the fuck is that? What the fuck was that? (laughs) They sex talk consisted of him turning into a pair of pants so he could be on her ass, or possibly a Tampax, so that he could go up inside of her, but it'll be sad when he got to get flushed down the toilet. <laughs> and so her suggestion was to come back as a box of tampons so he could go back up after he get flushed as another, what the fuck?
1: <laughs> There's a recording of them in the, So like, <laughs> oh Jeez. God.
0: What the fuck was that?
1: Please. <laughs> so imagine, imagine like being in on either side of that conversation as an American.
0: Like what are you talking you, about? You seen the meme, you seen the meme of the FBI agent pulling the headsets off his head. <laughs> that shit would happen immediately at that point. I'd be like, fuck no, nah, this disgusting ass shit. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: oh my God. Weird. Really just like not sexy and just awkward and weird and knickers has always been a funny word to me. <laughs>
0: Imagine, imagine you with a man that you care about and, and he start trying to have British sexy talking He'd be like, you know what I'm going to be your toilet paper Because I won't <laughs> be in your bum Bitch, <laughs> <laughs> you get out of here
1: Like, what the <laughs> what fuck is, is right
0: you It's so bad Or stupid
1: It's so bad Um, And this came out So imagine being Princess Diana <laughs> And this shit hitting the news. <laughs> Your husband's talking about being some other woman's tampon. <laughs> it's so fucking stupid. I'm sorry. It's just Oh god, it's so stupid. Um <laughs> and this is not who finna be their king. Again, I don't know exactly how much power the monarchy actually has and how much is really left up to the prime minister as far as that. I mean, Michael, if you're listening, maybe you can like you know if we haven't offended you i feel like michael would be one of the people who would be like Fuck that bitch. <laughs> But, mm-hmm. um like what what the uh I mean, the general I what
0: the queen done to the, the uh, filipino people
1: oh yeah i wonder what the general consensus is right now with like Charles coming into power even if it's just as a figurehead because you know Queen Elizabeth like I think they do a full revamp so like going finna be on they money with them big ass fucking ears like cause her face is everywhere as the queen and so his face gonna be everywhere with them big ass ears like Dumbo Um, and like what is the response gonna be to Camilla as like she will be the queen consort is what her title would be because i looked it up because <laughs> i was curious queen uh he, <clears throat> that's what it's called queen consort that's what she would be or what she will be so okay. or what she is Shit, i think it immediately happens like when she died he became king so now he's king charles instead of prince charles but like William, I'm telling you, you about to step up to because Charles ain't finna live as long as you <laughs> Charles ain't gonna be here till he's ninety six, William. Like <clears throat> you're gonna be up to bat soon. You know, whatever preps you need to be doing, do that shit now. Um, because yeah. <laughs> I I just don't see Charles being long for the world. Um and like the general consensus is that he's just a slimy ass, but like apparently, you know, I wonder. Like imagine, <clears throat> imagine being the prince waiting for your mom to die. It's thing like she ain't gonna never gonna die. And like imagine like promising shit to people. Like you know, when I become king, i I'm, I'm gonna do this, this, and you know, <laughs> and never really having to do it because it's like she's never gonna die. Like I wonder how many favors he owes. <laughs> As he's coming in, because he seemed like the kind of motherfucker that would do that. Like, how much in debt is he to people, favor wise, that he's now finna have to like try to come through with? Because now he came after all this time that he would have been able to put that shit off. Because <laughs> his mama just would never fucking die. Yeah. Like, yeah, is that Frankenstein looking motherfucker? Is her husband there? Her husband died already, didn't he? Yeah. He looked like a corpse. He, you know. The very least I can say about the Queen is she looked good for ninety six. Like he looked like a goddamn a uh, reanimated. If he outlived her, like <laughs> looking like he looked, uh what's I can't remember his name. Uh I don't be doing the what is Queen Elizabeth's husband.
0: <laughs> mm. <laughs>
1: I don't remember his name. Um, he looked like a, a reanimated corpse. Prince Philip, that's his name. Prince Philip, is he still alive?
0: Philip Banks.
1: No, he died last year. He died um, April of last year. He was ni- He was ninety nine. <laughs> Shit again. She was 96, but she looked good for 96. He looked terrible. Mm -hmm. He looked like some beef jerky.
0: His death must have broke her little deep frozen heart. (laughs) 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 My cousin was like, it wasn't the queen that was responsible for all of those wrongs. It was the people above her. And I'm like, man... It's only so long you can goddamn be up under some motherfuckers letting them kill everybody and start wars and shit and not delay like, you could complicit still
1: and can't can she just like can't she uh dismantle parliament if she so felt like wanted to doesn't she have the power
0: to do that man you know how them systems work not if she wanted to be in that box earlier than she was <laughs> <laughs> they gonna kill her ass what the fuck? you think a 96 year old woman like motherfuckers well, want not 78 that I year olds earlier. Not, I like, mean, not. <laughs> still 20 years ago. Like, motherfuckers want 76 year olds not to be able to have a license to drive. <laughs> this bitch been driving the whole country. Like, <laughs> they not finna let her make no decisions after she fucking 60. And she a woman. Like, most most uh woman led systems have been run by uh the military generals most yeah. of the time men have still run it it's like she be the figurehead so uh, by all intents and purposes she probably still been a figurehead you know yeah so i don't know not my mama Motherfuckers. <laughs> i don't know what that was a response to i just said it i just wanted to say it but anyway that i mean when did i'm trying to
1: see when uh oh is it we're at two hours oh okay i i I briefly wanted to just mention that like white people stop trying to use aabe just don't do it and don't 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 just mind your fucking business. There have been so many people telling stories of folks like misinterpreting what they were saying because you don't understand African-American vernacular. Shut the fuck up. It's not for you to understand. And I'm not gonna get on here and explain all of this shit to you because it ain't for you. Mind your fucking business. <laughs> the way that we talk to each other is very spe- specific and we get it. When I hear somebody say something when they're black and they, the tone, all of that makes it, and I know what they're saying immediately. Cause it's for me. It ain't for you. So mind your business. Okay.
0: Mind your fucking
1: business.
0: (laughs) Mind your fucking business and your life will be spared. Like. That's juvenile.
1: It costs nothing to mind your business. There was a lady that told us. So she like commented on somebody's thing. It was like, who told you that you could do this, this, and that. And so somebody commented and was like, who are you to tell them? Bitch, it's a compliment. Mind your business. (laughs) Like, when somebody looks good, we ask questions. We're like, who told you you could get this fly? Who told you you could Like, that's what we do, and we understand it, because it's for us. Mind your goddamn business. We don't get involved in y'all affairs, okay? I don't know what y'all do to compliment each other, if you even do. But, get, I don't care. <clears throat> it don't matter to me, okay? Mind your fucking business. And then y'all look stupid when people explain it to you, and you're like, oh, well, I didn't know. Exactly why you shouldn't have said a goddamn thing, because you didn't know. Mind your business and stay out of black business. If you don't understand it, it ain't for you to understand. And you ain't even asking questions to understand it. You just immediately going on the defense and telling somebody what the fuck they need to be doing. Bitch, mind your business. Okay? Thanks. I just wanted to mention that because I've been seeing that a lot. I'm just like.
0: Agreed.
1: I walked I in public, necessary. walked out of public the other day, and a lady walked past me, and she was like, okay, purple. <laughs> <laughs> oh, a white lady? No, a black girl lady. Oh. And so I immediately <laughs> knew that it was a compliment, knew that she was saying, your hair looks really nice, in that very short, succinct statement. And I was yeah. like, thank you, and kept going. <laughs>
0: yeah. That's what we do. White people were probably looking around like, what, this, what? What just happened? <laughs> he said, okay, purple. Is that girl's name purple? <laughs> they must know each other. It doesn't look like they know each other. It was such a brief encounter. What was that?
1: Don't take much. Okay, I didn't walk up to somebody before and been like, all right, polka
0: dots. <laughs> they probably gonna be like, walking up to me okay, Eddie. <laughs> you greet me like that for, isn't that how, I saw a greeting like that before. No, no. <laughs> well, okay, beard. I would be like, peace. Exactly. Your boy. <laughs> Even
1: the way that black men compliment each other, like, y'all compliment each other really fucking weird, too. Though. Like, you gonna get all the... Be- like, y'all compliment each other based on your attractiveness to women. That's,
0: <laughs> and that's I mean, that's all we can do. Like you can't we- be like, we can't be like, bro, that haircut is fire, bro. Like, goddamn, that shaped your face out real nice. The way that your beard is trimmed around the edges. No, they be like, this nigga think he gonna get all the hoes with that beard. Think he gonna get all the hoes with that cut, nigga. Then, then the dude who got the cut gotta be like jealous ass nigga. Y'all don't know nothing about that shit, right? That shit. That's stupid.
1: <laughs> but Man. y'all, it's it's a language that y'all understand. And so you get it immediately when somebody says it that, that is a, it's a compliment. And y'all are the only ones that need to fuck up. Mind your business people. That's my
0: PSA for this episode. Mind let, your Let got Todd you walk it. out the room and, and I'd be like, damn Todd, you're trying to get all the holes, ain't you? He's gonna be like, What? <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> what there are no women here? There are no women here. <laughs> what do you mean? And how do you even explain? Look, I'm just a dude <laughs> wouldn't even say I'm saying you look nice. They wouldn't even say that shit. Yeah. A brother be like, You ain't get no hoes with that attitude.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I don't even the way if I give a white woman a compliment is not in the same way. Like I would not walk up to a white woman and be like, okay, dress, because she now don't know what I'm talking about. She's gonna be like, What about my dress? And I don't want to have to have this whole fucking explanation with her. So I just went, that's a nice dress, Susan. Really compliments you. That's how I compliment white women. But black women is succinct. It's quick. I can say one thing and they immediately like, girl, okay. <laughs> don't take much. We know because we understand it. So like white people, AAVE is not for you. Okay, if black people are having a conversation and you don't understand what they're saying, they're probably having a conversation that's not meant for you to fucking understand. Mind your business. Keep it moving. Keep it moving. That's the easiest thing for you to do, cause otherwise you're gonna feel like an idiot when they do explain it to you, and you realize that you didn't
0: got all up in exactly. and up people for no goddamn reason at all. And we need to stop using that shit around white people for real as, as much as we can. I know they be adopting it from hearing black people talking to black people. But like in person, cut that shit out. You ain't gonna do me to confuse motherfuckers. You be like, "It's giving what it's supposed to give, sis." They be like, "Oh, that's a that's an improper noun and a verb, and <laughs> oh, those don't." You ended the sentence with the improper grammar. I don't. What are you? It's giving what it's supposed to give. That, how can something give get, what? Huh? Like no. Nah, when a, a lot shit. of them try to use it, it don't. It mm-hmm. miss the flavor. Like it don't sound the same. <laughs> it, look. Listen. It don't sound the same because they don't got, they don't got it. They don't got the X factor. <laughs> I was watching a video of this dude named Mr. Shy City and Carrie Hilson and her team, he was popular at the time on YouTube and they were, he did a, a angry rant video because what they did was they said, look, Carrie Hilson is gonna meet you and she's gonna sign 10 copies of her album and you can give those away to the people on your channel. You know, bring okay. some traffic to your channel. And they kept calling, and and they were, and he got back with him, and he was like, okay, so we need you to go buy the ten albums, you bring them back on when you meet with Carrie, y'all can get them. And like, you know, again, he's talking to a, a legitimate team mm-hmm. that was gonna pay him a little bit of money because he wasn't happy about how much they're gonna pay him. But boom, he said they they ghosted him after that. He bought these ten albums, and in the video he said. Um, he was saying he just went in on Carrie Hilsen and he said Carrie Hilsen you ain't no Beyonce <laughs> he said you ain't even no Keisha Cole Damn. and he said "Um, let me tell you something about the X Factor because Beyonce she don't dance better than nobody else she ain't the best singer with the best voice she don't even look the best but you know what she got the X Factor and Carrie Hilsen that's something you don't got <laughs> he was so mad, you know, he was so mad. And then he was like, if anybody want one of these fuck-ass Carrie Hilson albums, i will give them away to you. First 10 people to message me about them gonna get them. God damn. And white people don't got the X factor. They don't got the timber in their voice to say the shit that we say. it. They don't got yeah. the soul in their existence to communicate words the way we communicate words. They don't have the fucking cultural trauma. To know what it means to want to connect with somebody that looks like you in the way that we do to even be able to goddamn have the juice to say that shit in the way that it need to be said.
1: That's another thing, but we don't know. Sorry, they
0: don't got it.
1: I won't get into it, but y'all white people are really losing y'all minds behind this. Little Mermaid, which we've known forever that Hallie was gonna play that shit, and now that the trailer then came out, y'all are once again a black mermaid. It's a goddamn mermaid, okay? Y'all act like this story is rooted in history and they've completely changed a character, which y'all have done before, mind you. Um, It is a fictional race of creatures. <laughs> Because she was shown as white before it on me. And it's another, like, uh, Lord of the Rings, either a show that's come out. They got a black elf. They losing their mind over that. It's an elf. Do y'all know that elves don't in Middle Earth don't exist? Do you know that? Do you know that that's not, like, it's not historical fact. (laughs) They man as fuck. You don't understand, because y'all see yourselves everywhere. You don't get, let me tell you something. Why black? Panther did as well as it did because it was the first time Black people of all shapes, sizes, colors, we saw ourselves beautifully, mind you. We were not drug dealers. We were not prostitutes. We were not athletes. Okay. We were not being the sassy Black women. Like it was like royal shit. Okay. Pride. It was an ability to see that, see yourself in a positive light. And white people, y'all get that all the time, so you don't get it. You don't understand why it fucking matters because you ain't never not had it. It's the same reason why Encanto, why Hispanic people love that fucking movie. Okay? It is the only time that you get to see yourself represented in something. And these are fictional characters. Why y'all give a fuck so bad? jesus like i've been oh my god i don't even know nothing about the lord of the rings whatever that is but i just white people are upset about that black elf oh they mad about that black elf mm. it's gonna take away from it how <laughs> how does him literally only be about their words are the same the storyline is the same everything is the same this nigga just black how does that change it for you and if it does, then you did some questions you need to be asking yourself that ain't got shit to do with nobody else but you. They mad as fuck. That's it. I can get on a rant about that, but like I'm just tired. White people just stop white people in so much. Do y'all have to white people
0: all the time? Y'all don't get tired of white people in? God damn it, if you got a problem with us white people and take your motherfucking monkey ass on back, goddamn to Africa, all right? Don't be coming around here talking about no goddamn reparations, no goddamn Kool-Aid, no watermelon fried chicken, <laughs> great sailor. Get your motherfucking monkey ass back on a train, plane, goddamn submarine. I don't give a good goddamn how you get over there. Take your monkey ass over back to Africa and hang out with the goddamn zebras and gorillas and lions and all that shit they got over there. You got a problem with motherfucking English and a wall? <laughs> I don't give a goddamn. Take your monkey, monkey, purple-haired ass back on over there, <laughs> and your AAVE and all that motherfucking coon language, y'all. Goddamn, get your ass on! I don't give a gut damn.
1: Why you sound like uh, Dave Chappelle? What is that character? The white, like the XB. black XB. racist. <laughs> <XB>. <laughs> That's what you sound like.
0: White power. <laughs> goddamn coons.
1: It's just, it's just crazy. Like I've seen like videos of little girls being so excited to see Halle playing that role. Like she's black. It's a black because you don't get to see yourself. Then some white people were like, "Well, what if they changed Tiana to white?" First of all, okay, you, all these princesses, we finally get a black one. You want to take that away? Talking this shit and Tiana's story heavily depended on her being black. Part of it was her struggle as a black woman. In Louisiana, trying to make it for herself, white would change the storyline. <laughs> the fuck?
0: Like Ariel is a fucking mermaid. There's it's... no way in fucking God's green earth she's even supposed to be white.
1: She should not be that pale as white. It ain't she nothing in the bottom. I mean, the it's
0: very few snow. shits in the bottom of the sea that's white. Yeah. Okay. Right. And the shit that we done seen that's white is so deep in the fucking ocean. a motherfucking mermaid wouldn't even exist that deep in the goddamn ocean do you know the things that exist in the ocean that we can't get to can't survive in the ocean that we can get to yeah so if if they need the pressure and all yeah Yeah. so if a mermaid could get to fucking land that means she don't exist in the very bottom of the ocean meaning she's likely going to be something of a darker color like all of the other shit you see in the ocean so her motherfucking ass ain't supposed to be white in the worst case scenario her huh, ass supposed to be fucking pale gray. <laughs>
1: and the people that have a problem with the color of the red. Ariel's red was a cartoon red. This is a real-life remake of the cartoon. Have you ever met a redhead? Do you see what redheads actually fucking look like? Because it's not that Ariel red. It's not. <laughs> That's not what real redheads look like. Y'all, it's a live... Actually, like a live version of this cartoon so they're trying to make it look as realistic as you can make a real mermaid look as, as being that they don't exist but like hair color red hair color does not look like cartoon ariel it don't <laughs> people i I just was expecting your hair to be redder have you met a redhead before have you ever encountered actual
0: gingers no they haven't <laughs> because they just sit in their basement and be mad about shit going on in society that they don't like because it's not as white as it used to be I mean um, I wish they would just say it with their chest just I be a- don't like all this new nigga shit <laughs> because the trailer
1: was literally her singing a little part of that song and you seeing for the first time what she looked like It'd be different if they drastically changed the stuff. Like, you don't know anything other than the fact that she's black, and that's literally all y'all mad about. <laughs> Not the story. She's black? How dare y'all? Listen, you, the woke gonna, society.
0: <laughs> I already know how the movie's going to go. They're going to be in the hood part of the sea. <laughs> Motherfucking, those gangster fish doing fucking swim buys on the ops. To swim by us i hate you why will we don't want to see that fucking ghetto coon ass redition of the little mermaid it's for kids for heaven's fucking sakes like why they're going to name their characters rename them sebastian the realist flounder the fuck boy I hate person, niggas. Yeah, that you're saying you're oh, man, I got so racist in this last 17 minutes. <laughs> you did this shit. I you did not, this. I, I've been doing good not being racist on the fucking show.
1: I was just mentioning some bullshit going on in the works. <laughs> I just wanted to mention. Damn. Y'all need to calm down. Y'all are, y'all are really saying the quiet part out loud. That's what a, a lot's going Like People are really saying the shit they used to keep to themselves. They're saying that shit out loud. <laughs> And they not realize like, that was the quiet part. You weren't supposed to say that. <laughs> you look, you're looking pretty racist right now, to be honest with you. If y'all have a problem with these characters being black, literally based solely on the fact that they're black, it, it doesn't change the story. And these are fantasy creatures. They're not real species of anything. It could be whatever, because that's what fantasy is. Disney made Ariel white at the time that they made this first fucking version of this because that's where the world was at at the time, not because mermaids are actually fucking white. (laughs) Y'all act like like this is a retelling of his history and they just change an important shit. It is a fantasy story. (laughs) Like, calm down. (laughs) Like, what if we started, like, somebody said something like, what if they, you know, Made a documentary with a white um Malcolm x Malcolm X was a real fucking person that we know was black. what do you how is that a comparison but like, you just saying stuff now <laughs> this is not real hit you do know that mermaids don't have like hit that it's not real. <laughs> you do know that ls that it they're they're not real they're not changing historical fact
0: <laughs> y'all just real. sound crazy, yeah. Y'all are uh y'all are problematic. And you need to fucking
1: help. That's all I gotta say. Yeah. Listen, I just want to mention though, because I know I was gonna forget to say something about it last week if I did, next week if I did it. So
0: yeah. I got a question. Mm-hmm. If you have you ever been uh I'm sure you have been uh complimented by a lesbian before. Yeah. How do you handle that? The same way i handle being
1: complimented by a man. Thank you. Move the fuck on.
0: I was in TikTok live with a, a gay guy. We were just having a good conversation. And he was in the middle of the city. He said, I got to stop. Eddie be talking. That beard is giving what it's supposed to give. You are an attractive <laughs> man. Ah, <laughs> uh, flattery. I was like, I appreciate that, man. I appreciate it. Try to keep the bad game moving. You know what I'm saying? And then we continue the conversation. But Yeah it's the same flattering flattering fun moment
1: if you could give me a a genuine compliment I don't really give a fuck who it comes from because like you know her giving me a compliment doesn't even mean I compliment people that I don't have any attraction to because I could find attractive traits on anyone right so like even if I give a guy a compliment I may not find him attractive generally but like this specific thing so like I'm not somebody that automatically assumes that somebody compliment, complimenting me that they're trying to sleep with me or they want me or anything like that. Like, especially if it's some shit like my hair or something, everybody compliment me by my hair. Straight people,
0: lesbians, gay men. Bro, I bought a shirt. I'll have to show you the shirt before we get off. I got three compliments in a 15 minute span. I was like, oh, damn. It's like a, a it's an MF Doom shirt, mm-hmm. uh, which is a rapper. But his his logo is kind of like old Doctor Doom mask. Okay. So, man, I was like, damn, I gotta get more shirts, man. I like compliments. Compliments. I got, me these, I got these anime shirts, and it's like, I like the shirts, but people don't um people don't compliment anime shirts because they do not know what they are. Like, you gotta get shirts so they know what they are.
1: Yeah. They, know what they are. Anyway, <clears throat> this is
0: true. You got anything else on your
1: mind? I do not. All right, well, until we find a new conversation, we out. Holla.